hello again, everybody. And welcome again to Ring Crew Radio, episode 28. I am the author of all things professional wrestling, TJ Stackpole, alongside the infamous Nikki Kayfabe. And coming off the top rope, as always, is the high flyer, Frank Clip. Elimination Chamber is over. WrestleMania is on the horizon. We got a new champion. A lot of news in the wrestling world today, Mr. Cliff. Correct or incorrect? A ton. And we, it's not even the road to WrestleMania anymore. Because they added another pay-per-view again, which I hate. And I guess we could talk about this real quickly. Why did they have to add a pay-per-view in between the Chamber and Mania? This fast lane, I don't like it. It's stupid. And all you're doing is just trying to sell me something before the biggest event of the year. I don't know. That's why they're doing it. Uh, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, though. Why? They're not making money anymore, so... Because they have to produce content for their network. You know what? Yeah, they probably have to do one a month. By NBC. Yeah, you're right. No, that, that was before NBC. It means nothing to them to do this. It means nothing. That's true. But it hurts the It hurts the storyline. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a running theme this show, that they really sacrificed the quality of the storytelling for some weird booking. But yes, we'll get back to wrestling in a second. Let's talk news. Tiger Woods. Prayers from Ring Crew Central. It, it, uh, rumor has it he was in a se- severe car it's not, accident. It's not a rumor. He was well, a- now it's confirmed. You're right. I'm sorry. I live in this world where... Dave Meltzer says something. It's factual, as you told me earlier. Yeah, and you have to be skeptical of every single thing you do. You read. They said the joy of the life we use, but they weren't. So even, yeah. even, even minor details. Yeah, I believe totally is, incorrect. I yeah. believe I saw just now. His agent said that he hurt both his legs. So prayers up to Tiger Woods. Hopefully, his career is not over. It's crazy. It's always crazy to see someone get hurt. Uh, that's that big of a figure. People don't really think about it. He's one of the most popular uh, icons in sports. Bro, I'm not even over Kobe yet. And I don't give a fuck about basketball, but even I was shook by that. Yeah. Kobe was in the news, too, recently, but with his wife. Someone rapped about him. Oh, yeah, Meek Mill. Meek Mill. Said, I'm going out with my chopper, Kobe. It's an interesting line to use. The wife went at him and said, this is really disrespectful, and he apologized to her, but... That seems like in bad taste. I I think... think You could have just used, like, a thousand other different lines, but whatever. Yeah, it's only been... been about a year since Kobe, so this would have been, you know. I'll never forget, Kobe was last year, the day of the Royal Rumble. We were all getting ready to gear up at the High Flyers Cave. and Yeah, that was something. Man. Then shit got real. But He died the day of a Royal Rumble? Yes. It's wow. crazy. Oh, it was, yeah. That's last year, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And then someone had the obnoxious idea of putting up, like, Edge next to Kobe and, like, yes, saying what yes, a crazy I day. Like, oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, that's, that's what you think of? No, that, that had nothing to do with it. <laughs> no. But anyway, let's lighten the mood. PJ, you went someplace that I, as soon as you started describing it to me, I punched air because I I spoke to a, a fan of Ring Crew Central years ago, my friend James, and I said, we need to make just a wrestling bar. You go in, there's drinks named after wrestlers, there's wrestling on the TVs, not a big place, a gimmick, and you enlightened me that there is such a place, so please lay it on us. It was like being in heaven. Union Street. It's in Brooklyn. Bar's called DDT. Place is tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. It's a wrestling-themed bar. You walk in. I sent you the pictures. Big wall of gimmicks. Let me read you the drink list. 
We'll start there. Let me just read you the drink list for the people at home. This is DDT, Union Street, Brooklyn. Cocktails include the Gorgeous George, the Dusty Old Fashioned, the Atomic Drop, the Light She and Steel, which was tremendous, by the way. Highly recommend it. <laughs> We got the Drinksky Naka the Drinksky Nakamura, the high spot, and the chair. A lot like six, seven drinks? Well that's like the wrestling themed uh, side of it. Oh, Obviously okay. there's beer. But you also out. drank a triple H Pilsner, did you not? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Who made you order that one? I don't remember I yeah, I, I know I sent you the picture of it. Someone ordered a triple H beer. And you didn't have it? Of course not. Why would I spend one All I'm saying is, when you sent the picture, your hand was clearly holding the beer and it was open. Looked like a guilty thing if I've ever seen it. I had to hold it to take the picture. PJ, I've never seen you turn down some free elk. If someone bought you that Triple H beer, you drank it. I would admit to it. I don't remember drinking it. I was having the Dusty Roads, Old Fashioned, and the Lychee and Steel. Weakness, folks. Oh, stop. What were you doing that day? <laughs> but I can't wait. That sounds like a tremendous place. We're going to have to go down there now that COVID's opened up a little bit. Now we can actually go to these places. Bro, they got the old school women's championship. That was the best thing that I saw there. The Sable one? Uh, yeah. Um. Yes. Okay. Yes, that was the cool. one. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, so that sounds tremendous. And so we'll a little have free advertising on behalf of, of Ring for Radio for DDT. It's tough out there for bars, folks. It's tough out there for business. They don't want us to work. We're locked inside, so try to make your way there. How's the food? Food's top notch. Mm-hmm. Top notch. Get the to chicken, the chicken breasts. Top notch. It sounds like the greatest place on earth. Good food, themed drinks, and, and uh, wrestling on the TVs. Wrestling on the TV, and the Twilight Zone was on another TV. So this was. Oh, great. you and must was, have had a, as well. It's called a patgasm. Frank, there was a Jason Voorhees mask. Oh, Jesus. Just in the corner of the room. They know their audience, huh? And he brings out, instead of a bucket of beer, it was a bucket of syringes filled with Pedialyte. <laughs> it was top-notch. That's how you knew you were in a wrestling bar. When they Short of Bruiser the Brody getting stabbed on the floor, that is definitely a wrestling locker room if I've ever seen one. Tremendous. Guy's wearing an NWO shirt and an apron. That's excellent. He's walking around his bar laughing. That's, that's the way to be. Was, he says, what do you want yeah. to put on the TV? It's a WrestleMania 17. Oh, he just put it on Hold it up. Please, this place is top-notch, I'm telling you. Stop going to Hoboken, stop living under the... Stop going to those <coughs> fucking dumps that you go to, and go to a place of class. It would, oh, you get treated like gold, the place is great. All right, so we got to go then. No doubt. Yes, and we will make a trip, but first off, all of you make a trip to Twitter and follow us, at Ring Crew Radio. I am at High Flyer RCR. He's at Nikki Kayfabe RCR. The other guy is at PJ Stack RCR. I see you have some very interesting friends on Twitter now. Hey, I'm communicating. I uh, touched out to Shaw Samuels from NXT UK. Uh-huh. Complimented him on the Spinebuster, and he liked it. So I see you followed by Aldo Montoya. My guy, just incredible, followed me. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Biggest accomplishment in my life. I don't know what that says. <laughs> I but, followed him, too, but I didn't hear back yet. Yeah, because no one wants to follow you, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> but no, uh, it's I love Twitter. It's a really cool... When it's good, it's good. You know, it, it, there's times where Twitter sucks. I think we all have seen that. It's poison. But when you're able to connect with people that in any other circumstance you wouldn't be able to, like a celebrity, like a former wrestler, it's definitely cool. Yeah, I was on before and some AEW kid said that we're marks. Kid, he was an employee. Well, we're not marks, but WWE people are marks because they say the women's in AEW is awful. He, he said, well, I don't just say the women's is awful. I say the whole show's <laughs> awful. 
What the fuck are they listening to? <laughs> yeah. I, they they don't talking, have any women's wrestling to be all. They weren't talking about us. I look, just commented on it. People who know the high flyer gimmick, I mean, look, AEW puts the perfect amount of women's wrestling for me. But I definitely see the point. However, it's better than the oversaturation. I don't know. Either way, that's AEW. But let's get to let's get to Elimination Chamber. Let's start our pinfall this week. Number one, Elimination Chamber recap. We started on the pre-show. There was a fill-in because Keith Lee was injured. We what happened there? What happened there? Right? I don't know is if it's shoot, a, is I he work, injured or is something going on. I, I don't feel know. like something's going on. I it, got that feeling. It's weird. You know, he comes back. He gets in, involved into this feud. And he just disappears off TV. It could be a COVID thing. I thought he had it already, if I wasn't mistaken. Could be hurt. It's weird. I smell a rat. Something's going on. He's in trouble for something. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? It's crazy. But they pulled him, and they replaced him with Morrison? Well, they had a match between Morrison, Elias, Nikki Kayfabe's his favorite, Mustafa (laughs) Ali, and Nikki Kayfabe's second (laughs) favorite, Ricochet. And John Morrison won, so that put him into the match. That was a triple threat. That happened on later on in the show. Mm-hmm. They opened with the men's chamber for SmackDown. Sure did. Where Daniel Bryan defeated Baron Corbin, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. Gentlemen, we were all just a little bit off here. Cesaro had a great run. Uh, they, I thought he looked fantastic. So did Jey Uso. Jey Uso, let me tell you something. That elimination of Owens was... Fantastic. I can't wait for their Mania match. Yeah. And I think that Jey Uso is exactly what his gimmick says. He is a main eventer now. This is a relevant star. And yes, it took Roman to get him there. That's obvious. But you can't deny the fact that this guy could A, work, B, sell you a story. What's there to miss? Nothing. He's a a top-notch mid-carder. High-end. Yeah. I could see him getting an IC title run down the line. Maybe not WWE, but, you know. This was some interesting booking. Didn't really go the way you thought it was going to go. I uh, think in what way? Going into it, would you have said Jey Uso was going to be the last guy in there? No, but I wouldn't. I thought Corbin and Zayn were one and two, regardless of how you got there. I thought both of them were going out early, even though Sami Zayn was funny. But the final four, I, I would have said yes, those four. I just like the sidebar there. Sami Zayn could be the most entertaining thing in <laughs> wrestling, folks. He is good. My God. I, I knew, I think we all knew Kevin Owens wasn't going to be the guy. For me, it was between Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. And they did the smart thing by having Jey Uso be the last guy. This way, it's not Cesaro beating Daniel Bryan. And it's not Daniel and it's not um, Daniel Bryan beating Cesaro. You saved Cesaro for another day. Saved him for another day and did a fucking great job, as you guys just said, putting over Jey Uso. Can you describe to the people at home? Nikki Kayfabe didn't see it. How Jay Uso eliminated that fat Canadian piece of <laughs> shit. Well, I believe it was Z- Zane got eliminated. Yes, and, and the chamber door was the open. The chamber door was open, and he had his arm in it. He slammed the door on his arm a few times and super kicked him. While he was Probably, stuck. While he was stuck at least four or five times, he rolled into the ring, and he super kicked him two more times. <laughs> and then I think he, did he splash him? I don't even think he... I think he just no, kicked the just shit out of him. him. I think he just pinned him. He it gave, was a mugging. He, yeah. He gave that Canadian piece of trash a prison beating. Yeah, he destroyed him. You know what? And as I said... And then he eliminated uh, Cesaro, too. Uso. Right. Can you have Kevin Owens beat him at Mania? He shouldn't. You gotta put Jay over clean here. Jay needs to go over. 
But I don't think that's the match for. You I, know what the problem be, with I don't pushing? Think it's the match for Jey Uso at Mania. The, KO took a couple of L's in a row by another badass Samoan, so now he's beat. He's being beaten by the junior Samoan. I mean, what does that tell you for uh, Kevin Owens? That's true. It's a scary time for I him. Uh, that's why I don't think he loses if he faced him. But I think Jey Uso should face someone else at Mania. But the problem is with Jey Uso, as high as he can ascend, he can't ever get to the top level again. About, That's the problem. How about Jey Uso versus Dominic Mysterio? A little Mania match. I don't think Dominic... The bloodline. You want to talk about the bloodline? I think Dominic Mysterio is going to start getting kept off television because his trademark got denied. Funny story on that. His name is something. Yeah, they failed to have him sign the paper. Giving his shoot name over to WWE? Well, his last name isn't really Mysterio. It's like Gutierrez. Yeah, right. But he has to sign off on it because it's a likeness or something to that effect. There's a lot of rules with copyrights. That's why people have their names changed. It's very simple. I, I, uh, out of these six guys, the only person I think that I know where they're going for Mania is Cesaro. But Who do you think he's going against? Rollins. I like it. Yeah. They set it up on SmackDown a little. They keep hinting at it. I would make a bold so, prediction now that if you do get that match, it's easily going to be the match of the night. Look what they did with Cesaro and let's say... Five weeks' time to really make him a star on yeah, SmackDown? about five weeks. Imagine they took six fucking months. Imagine they took three months. This is the thing about the booking, and it's going to come up again later. The booking has been so shitty for so long that I none of these guys have credibility. Not the guy who walked out with the championship. Not the guy who lost the championship. Not the guy who's going to be taking on the champion. None of these guys, except for Roman Reigns on SmackDown, and except for Drew McIntyre on Raw really have any credibility in terms of being an in-ring worker. It's true. So anyway, from there, right, it came down. Daniel Bryan beats Jey Uso, and he goes straight hot into the match with your tribal chief. Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns comes out, tries to spear him, and Bryan hit the best counter I've ever seen of a spear. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, bold Very claim, cool. and I'm probably going to get fucking shit on for it, but... I do not remember someone ever counting or countering a spear that way. It was so unique that I've sat there for one second, obviously in the back of my head, Roman ain't losing this belt. But I said, oh shit, that's an interesting, like, I, I really got caught in the moment there for a they second. They getcha. It's like when you Undertaker know? took the super kick into the pedigree. Oh, You man. knew they weren't going to win, but you were like, he's not kicking out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You were in that, that moment in time. That's all they need. But in the end, Reigns gets the uh, proverbial crush of Daniel Bryan on. Which is fine. It doesn't hurt him at the end. No, of the Daniel Bryan. But Daniel Bryan's taking a lot of losses now. The next feud he gets needs to be uh, needs to be a W for him too. Daniel Bryan was the first guy in the chamber. Yeah. And he had you know a decent little spot against Roman, but he gonna win, and I don't no. think it hurts him. No, it coming out of him. a chamber like that. For sure, it doesn't hurt him. Haven't they gone to this well too many times? You win the chamber. And then someone comes down and beats you. They did it a lot with Money in the Bank, yeah. They did it with Edge. Yeah. They did it with Batista. They did it later on in the night, but we'll get <laughs> to that, folks. Well, before right. that, Edge came out and he speared Reigns. Oh, and God. it cemented what everyone didn't want to see. Probably the third worst option of the three. Every time, every time I tell people I don't like Edge, they look at me sideways. But now that I'm on Twitter, I got the, the tide is turning. WWE, was this really the best we could do? Because they both had the spear? 
That's why we're doing this. That's really the only reason. No, there's a better yet reason. There's a better yet reason, because if you listen to the dirt sheets, it appears that Edge has booked himself into the main event of WrestleMania. I I don't, Frank, with all due respect, I don't believe it. How do we know that he's booking himself? Because Dave Meltzer says it, the same guy who says he doesn't work for AEW? (laughs) That guy? All I'm saying is, when you hear rumors of that, and then you see how he's booked himself, being the first guy in... Eliminates everybody, wins the fucking Royal Rumble, getting the main event slot at Mania. It's a little fishy, and all I'm saying on it is, there's certain guys that used to have creative control. Mm-hmm. Steve Austin had creative control. Because if someone walked up to Steve Austin and said, you're going to go light fucking The Fiend on fire. <laughs> exactly. Because he had control of his character to make sure they wouldn't fucking sabotage it. When you book yourself, like what Edge is doing here, allegedly... This is just a dangerous, cancerous thing to a fucking company that has weak, shitty storylines as it is. You can't take your best guy, which is Roman Reigns right now, he's your hottest fucking commodity, and put him in a feud with Edge where there's nothing to gain there. Short of him flatlining Edge in 50 seconds at WrestleMania, no outcome does anything for Roman Reigns. Nothing. Edge comes back after nine years of breaking his neck. It's not like he beat Edge in 2010. He beat nothing. I hope Paul Heyman gets the microphone and says about Edge what we all know to be true. It's just not that good. <laughs> if he says if he says Christian's better, then he'll... Then I he'll like know. Christian more. Christian's I mean, going to get the shit kicked out of him by Jey Uso in the next couple who, weeks. I cannot crazy. wait to see it. That is his match of mania. That's not a bad one. That's not bad at all. Because yeah, because Christian's going to go out. You have your go-home show right fucking there. Edge and Christian versus Uso and Reigns. I could see them doing right the there. first night. Or if, if Jimmy comes back, you could have him face the tag, the team. Let me have Reigns watching. I think that's yeah. the better way Let to do it. Let me paint you a picture. Let me paint you a picture. If Reigns is beating him at Mania, which I hope to God he is, if that's the case, if they do that night one, you could have the next night start off with like Reigns coming out there talking shit about how he's going to fight again because it's his Mania, and then you set up that tag match. And that's that's actually more intriguing to me than uh, Reigns' I, edge. I don't, I don't think you'd do a night two of Mania. Why not? If you have the space and eat, that's, let me tell you something. An Edge and Christian reunion is a bigger sell than a Christian singles match. Yeah, I think they should team, but yeah, I don't I think, think they true. team. I think they, maybe they team like what. Or you do the next pay-per-view, no, that's true. Or, or you can do it on the go-home show to Mania. I don't think that's a network. I think that's a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, we're going to move on from that. We're going to go to the U.S. title match. So now you had Riddle. Lashley and Morrison. And Riddle actually won. When you see this match and the way it's booked. It it's was a, great. It was booked really well. So this is right but, when I got home from my night at DDT. I missed the first couple of matches because I was just obliterated. So <laughs> I put it on and I got to tell you, I enjoyed every match from this point on. And we'll, we'll, I, don't, I don't enjoy every booking decision, but I enjoyed the matches. And I thought this was good. I cut you off, Frank. What were you saying? I actually sat there and said when they did the replacement at the beginning of the show and didn't just make it Lashley Riddle again, there's a predictability here. Once you saw the third guy going in, I kind of had it in my head that Lashley was losing the title because the third guy's there to take the fall. And that's just always been the case with when you have strong champions like that. It's the easiest way to get the belt off them. Yes. 
so it kind of sucks being a smart mark because I figured this out right when they didn't. Sometimes just, you know when they add someone in there, what they're in there to do. Exactly. And, you know, but I, the match was good. Riddle's a good performer. Lashley's top-notch. I think Lashley's doing the best work of his career because he finally has a mouthpiece that gets him over. He can gets never him, get himself over. Who gets him over. And in, and in a way that would be different than a Paul Heyman way yes. of getting you over. Yes, he kind of does it with... I've said it before, i say it again. He's the best thing on Raw. And this is coming from a guy who loves Drew McIntyre. But, this guy is the best. Everything he has touched, he's got the Midas touch. It all turns to gold. Look at Ray, uh, Lashley's booking since he's been back. He did that angle with with the the sisters and Zane and Rusev. Jesus, and Rusev. bro, this is what he jobbed to Drew. This is what I was talking about. Rush bowing and all that. This is what I was. This is nothing. Nothing. Stop. This is what I was talking about before. Imagine if, like Cesaro, he had actually not been booked like shit. For this whole time. And then in one night, we're supposed to forget that he's been a, the victim of shitty booking for years. And now suddenly, because he beat up Drew McIntyre, he's going to be he's gonna be the main event? Well, he's been booked better in the last year. Well, it was but. stupid last year that they did the Drew La- uh, Lashley match yeah. at fucking Backlash. Yeah. Well, he was booked bad with Rusev. You're right. That was rather recently. Well, yeah. That, that's what actually stopped. That's how they got the angle over with fucking Lana. They had MVP go to him and say, leave her or some shit, right? Didn't mm-hmm. they have him get involved with that? Thank God. He put an end to it. You're right. Even better than sure I thought stupidity. he was. Sure stupidity. He put an end to that shitting in it. Which was clear just punishment. Punishment right? for Rusev. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what he did or who he did it to. Obvious. He somebody over, off over there. So Riddle went over here. And folks, this is not a... I guess this is a spoiler, but kind of obvious where Lashley's going after this match, right? It wasn't obvious to me. I said he's just going to be in the title picture now. I didn't think they would do it so soon. How did you assume he was going to be in the title picture? They weren't doing anything with him that made me think this is a guy He's been a monster for the past month. He's been killing these this whole division. Anyone that's faced him for the U.S. title or anything like that, not only he beats them, he decimates them afterwards. Why couldn't they keep the strap on him and then catapult him into the match? I'm sorry, when you lose that belt, even though it was a triple threat, it hurts you a little bit. I don't know, because the way he lost it was kind of like he was still getting up and shit. I don't know. He sold it well. Do I still champion versus champion. Warrior went into the Mania match with Hogan with the IC strap because he just was unstoppable. That's true. And the IC title meant a lot more than the U.S. Do title US probably US ever champion will. champion versus champion. That'd be fine. I would have liked even if he just handed the belt over to MVP. We talked about that months ago where he's just hand the belt to MVP. And then he goes and gets the... Uh, I don't hate it. You know? But anyway, we moved on. And we had Nia Jax, a.k.a. My Hole, and Shayna Baszler defeating Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks and Reginald, who is now apparently with them. The sommelier is getting all over SmackDown. He's been with every female there. I don't get it. I don't even know when they set that up. Maybe I missed it. Um, but... Uh, was it a good match, guys? What do you think? I, I you know, I, I don't, I don't like that they're teaming Belair and Sasha, but there's no women's tag teams. I said this while they're watching. They just don't use them. Let's go through it. How many women's tag teams are there that probably, can legitimately contend? Probably three, the, two or three. Oh, that's enough to have title belts, right? Or did they blow their load and put too many things going on at once? You would have been better off making a women's intercontinental belt than making tag belts when they had three tag teams at the time. And they've gained no tag teams in that time. Well, 
that chamber that they had for I mean, suppose I watched the thing with Sasha after, and she and Bailey were pushing for those belts. Of course they were. So, but I think again a mid card title would have done a, done a lot more for the women's division. Think about it. In the men's division, you have a uh, main title, you have a a middle title, and you have a tag title. The middle title is just another tier, and some shows had two middle titles, I, even lower ones. I'm but, fine with the tag belts. I the match was fine. The right team went over. But how could you like the tag belts if you're always going to have matchups like that? Because there's no real tag teams. They have to make there those are, throw they together. They don't really build them up. You just said there's three. That's not a lot. But they don't build them. Put some random people together and build it up. I they, think I think you're exactly wrong that a woman's mid-title would help. I don't think it would help at all. I think the tag women's belt is a good idea. They should not be brand exclusive, which I know they're not. If they were, that would suck because it's yeah, definitely not. not enough. I agree. Not, yeah. So I think if you have to do it the way they're doing it, it's fine. And I don't know if I was still reeling from my enjoyment at DDT and I was still feeling it or something, but I enjoyed this match. I texted both of you that I was enjoying this, and I was watching Sasha Banks. For some reason, when I watch women's wrestling, it doesn't look as fluid. It, it, it looks like it's botchy. It looks like they're never in the right place. Nothing looks, again, fluid. It always looks just spotty. This, I thought, looked fluid. I'm watching Sasha Banks get in and out of moves and actually doing some wrestling. Better than a lot of guys. I she, enjoyed this. She's very good. I I enjoy it. I think Belair is a little spotty. I see that with her. I don't think she's... I think she's good, but she has some moments where I'm not 100% sold on her. Women wrestling is a weird thing. I just think to be, to be a, a woman who grew up loving the sport of wrestling and the athletics of it. That's got to be a rare thing. I just don't see it. And I think the ratings will bear it out. And so it's hard to find a really quality, psychologically gifted female wrestler. I think it's very, very hard. But they've got some good ones. You're right. I don't think Bianca Belair is the best one. But I was thoroughly impressed by Sasha Banks. I, I like Shayna Baszler a lot. And I like Nia Jax. I think they should make her even bigger and stronger. She really crushed people. I miss Karma. Yeah. Awesome Karma. She was in AEW and she left again there. She had some issues. Something's going. Clearly the issue's her. Yeah. It's not everybody else at that point. Clearly you're just not getting along. But yeah, I like this match. Um, So what's Bianca Belair's trajectory for Mania? What do you think? Uh, She faces Sasha. That's why I don't like them teaming. I mean, they, they basically are giving you that with them. She's always on. She's the only one that she called out on basically on SmackDown. She's out there every week. With Sasha teaming with her, eventually they're just gonna explode, and that's who they're gonna. Who's the heel? You have to make one of them heel. I don't think you do. You don't really. No, I don't think you, you don't. do. What's rule number one of a wrestling match? It's you need a good guy and you need a bad. I don't guy. think that's rule number one, and you could point to any number of examples. Be it Rock and Austin at seventeen, Taker and Hunter at Taker versus Sean. Yeah, you can have you got... two strong personalities. Warrior versus Hogan, two huge bases. You're naming bases. the greatest matches of all time in, comp- in comparison. And also, Sean played heel for one of those. Maybe, yeah, one of those he definitely played. The Taker matches? Heel. Yes. Nah. He jumped out of the chamber and super kicked him and cost him the title. He was a heel? He was a heel. Will you stop it, Francis? I think you're 100% wrong here. We could check the he, promo back. He did do that, but I don't think that makes sense. He's 100% a heel. How about this? Listen to the crowd reaction when he comes out. All right, out. it was in the middle of fucking Texas. Of course they were going to cheer for him. No, it wasn't. The second one, you're all over the map. The second one was definitely... The first one was in Texas, 25. The second one was Arizona, you're right. It was Arizona. 
But I, you know, they were on such a level, babyface heel. They don't even they're not even applicable names anymore because they were just over as characters. But I don't think one needs to turn heel. You could turn Sasha, but then she's the victim of too much back and forth. Yeah, she's like Big Show. You do when it happens too much, you you, don't you got three heel turns in you, and that's a lot. She's had five. She's had five, at right. least. I don't want another one. It's like once a year they kind of switch And her. Bianca Belair can't go heel because she cut a great promo after she won the Rumble, crying, thanking her family. Well, that's the problem. And again, that's why I'm, I, the match is going to be good. It's just I feel like you sometimes need that face heel thing, and it might have helped here. But yeah, I think they'll be okay, especially two nights of Mania. This match will be fine. They might main them, one of them. That would be, uh, be egregious. I think it might main the Saturday one. You and may be able to do it. Edge and we don't even know what somewhere. we don't know what ninety percent of this card's gonna. No, be. I know. I did. Do they? I, 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 I have two, two card, two, two or three matches. I think I know, but we just talked about two of them. Right. Anyway, we move on to the last match of the night, and this was a short card, gentlemen. I think this card finished up by like nine forty-five. Good Eastern time. Good for us. Drew McIntyre defeated Jeff Hardy, Kofi Kingston, Sheamus, AJ Styles, and Randy Orton in the Elimination Chamber. First, let's talk about the Chamber before we get to the bullshit. It was a decent Chamber. Watching this, the first thought that came to my mind is, Jesus Christ, Jeff Hardy looks so fucking old. He just looks a step behind now. And it's uh, utterly apparent. Mm. Um... Do you think Jeff still wants to be there? I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's just spinning his wheels. Maybe they pay him a lot of money. Who They're knows? They're paying him a ton of money. I don't know how he would want to go and do it with Matt. I, I mean, Matt's just a disaster over at AEW. <laughs> he I has seven different it, gimmicks. Yeah, yeah, a different person every week. He's I, bipolar. Uh, it's again, we'll, we'll get to that shit show in a second. I just see a bunch of guys... Holding bags of money with the dollar sign on the bag. Just laughing. And I, Monopoly, I, man. I didn't think the the only questionable thing with it was uh, Styles ripping the thing off. Why would he want to go in there early? He had the opportunity I, to pin two guys and get them out of the match. Yeah, okay. I guess that makes sense. I was thinking. I also, you needed well, a way to get almost involved, and they I, did. Yes, remember? We said they're going to come up with something clever. I kind of liked it. He pulled the whole thing off. And uh, I had a big complaint about this match. What the fuck? Why is Randy Orton losing they to do Kofi that. Kingston? They do that. I know they do that. They but do that. It they was take, just... Like when Kurt Angle in like one of the New Year's resolutions um, elimination chambers, he was the first guy out. They do that. They just toss a big name in there and get them out quick. Let's face it. Orton probably didn't complain at all. No, he hasn't. Like, go in, hit an RKO, and get pinned in 30 seconds? Sure. No problem. He didn't get pinned. He lasted. He lasted a while. He, he lasted, lasted a while, one. but he was the first. He was yeah. one of the first he ones. Was the first he one was the first one. He yeah, was the first one. Yeah, there you go. Which, well, now we I know thought why. they were going to do something different. We know but. why he is now. He was cursed by Papa Shango. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> what a bad fuck? He's got a bad luck streak. Papa Shango got him. You see him last night coughing up red slime? Yeah. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. I had a friend text me. Yo, this fiend stuff is really too much. I'm not sure I'm a fan of this guy. Brother, where you been? For three years, I've been preaching to anyone who listens. This guy sucks. It's a failed gimmick. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's actually terrible. I can't think. I struggle to think of a worse gimmick than the fiend. Because it's gone on for so long. This guy had belts. This guy had mania matches. He's going to have another mania match. No, he's not having a match. He's going to have a vignette like he did last year. I'm going to have to listen. <laughs> People are going to look me in the eye and tell me it's, it's a, a It's good. a fucking... I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, we'll get to I that. I enjoyed it till I thought about it. Anyway, 
Um, Sheamus. Good booking here. Odd booking, would you think? I like that him and Drew kind of were like their own storyline within the match. I think yeah. you have to always have one of those in the chamber where you have to see who the main guys are and who are the accessories. Mm-hmm. And the match is clearly oriented around Sheamus and Drew's storyline, which is fine. I thought the chamber delivered. The only thing I'll say is, again, I just... The things that stood out to me were those two things. I didn't like Orton's booking, and Hardy looked a step too slow. Kofi looked fine. Um, Styles, I thought, had a great performance. And for a second there, I thought they might have pulled a quick swap because I was sitting there saying, what the fuck is AJ Styles doing for WrestleMania? And personally, because certain people want to call me weak, I hope he faces Triple H in a no-disqualification match. Styles has good match. In other news, water still has good match. <laughs> Styles um, has good match. So, we now get to what I like. No, hold to... on, I'm not done. Here's oh. What, oh, well, fine. We'll, we'll, get, we'll circle back. We'll circle back to that, because let's go to the finish. And then you want to hear weakness? You want to hear weakness in its purest, most distilled form, Nikki Kayfabe? I saw it. I saw it on Twitter last night, and it was coming from home base. It was coming right out of Ring Crew Central. We'll get to Elmer Fudd in a second, but we'll start with Drew McIntyre wins the chamber. He survives with his belt. Always a good thing to push somebody over, right? Put them at the highest point you can. Mm-hmm. For the fucking Miz to enlist Bobby Lashley like a henchman to decimate, and I mean decimate, Drew McIntyre, throw Drew around like a fucking rag doll, and then this piece of shit, fucking failed reality TV star who I fucking can't stand to look at, mm-hmm. hit a goddamn stupid, uh, what the fuck is that, white Russian light sweep, I don't remember what the fuck is stupid. Skull crushing for now. Let me tell you something, it's the now. dumbest fucking finisher in all of wrestling. The dumbest. Yeah. See, that you could... I'd rather watch Santino Morella hit somebody with a fucking cobra and think it hurts more than this asshole and his stupid reverse DDT. He's the type of guy that sees the pedigree and goes, oh man, what a finish. (laughs) Like, that's you. That's you. The skull-crushing finale bothers you? No, he as a package bothers me because I have to now, for the next, however long he holds this title, which hopefully, dear God, be next week. <laughs> next you know who week. he is? He's the little girl that was mad when Miz came out and beat uh, Randy Orton. Yeah. Oh, the she bitch put, with the eyebrow. put on the boo-boo face. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this is true or not, but someone Oh, she, I saw that. Yeah, tweeted. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah, she did. And she was like, I'm happy for the Miz. <laughs> Listen, something. Miz had a match at WrestleMania 27. It was a shitty main event. It was. But I'll put that up against any fucking Triple H main event. So to go back to, you want to see AJ Styles versus Triple H. Can you imagine? But let me just clarify something. There are adults that want Triple H to come back. Let me just clarify something before some piece of shit tries to tear me down. We're going to start with why I have a problem with this. I have a problem with it too. We're going to start with I don't have a problem with The Miz being a good heel. There's a lot of people that are weak online that you're referencing to, I like to think, that can't handle the fact that he says things like, I'm here because I make more money. Like, the whole gimmick. Fine. My issue with Mike Mizan and The Miz is every time for the last seven months, or eight months, or 12 months, however long it's been since John Morrison reared his ugly head back into this company. I think it's Morrison's fault. It could be. They have been a couple of jerk-offs having a fucking convention every Monday night called Miz TV, which is the most brutal seven minutes you could possibly watch in all the fucking wrestling, next to Cody reveal, Cody Rhodes' gender reveal, <laughs> which we'll get to. I can't fucking stand it. 
Because I, you make him look like a fucking cartoon character, a clown. He could and cut you're gonna a have promo. Yeah, he could cut a. Let me explain something. They had him cut a promo after he won, backstage, I guess. And I guess Vince had nothing to do with this, and it wasn't scripted. Right. And it was only online. And he cut a great promo about cry now because I'm the. Ch it was great. It was great. The problem is the next night he came out like a jerk off on Miz TV and did the same fucking shtick he's been doing the last 12 months and it's obnoxious, it's fucking stupid and insults my intelligence every time I see a stupid piece of shit dancing with his fucking jerk off buddy. God damn, <laughs> motherfucker. So it is the tale of two Miz and here's why I wasn't too broken up by it. The Miz's stuff now is garbage. It's some of the worst wrestling I've ever seen in my life. Him and Morrison don't talk or act like real people, which is a problem. Neither does The Fiend. That's why I don't like it. He's not a real person. It's entirely bullshit. So there's that part of it. On the other hand, The Miz versus Jerry Lawler was a great fucking feud. The Miz and his wife against John Cena and Nikki Bella, that was quality stuff. Mm -hmm. That was top notch. That was some of the best shit in the last 10 years of wrestling. It just is. It's some of the best shit. His promos against Daniel Bryan when Daniel Bryan his, couldn't I was, compete. I was about to say, his feud with Daniel Bryan. Top but, notch. Remember when Miz was like, uh, when Michael Cole was his lackey? Yes. That was funny <laughs> shit. Like, it wasn't, he's not always bad. I don't, I never hated the Miz before. Well, I hated him two nights. WrestleMania 27, I blamed every single person in that ring. Something tells me. <laughs> well, that was all about when he's When he's at his best, it's him being him. Yes. And when he's at its worst, it's him reading this putrid fucking dialogue. Who writes this shit? Because they're not human beings. They're not humans. They're, they're idiots. They're sitcom writers. This is a joke. I, I don't mind him. Is I think it's questionable, especially where they are now in terms of when Mania is, to put the belt on him. Where do they go? Is he making they... it to Mania with the belt? No. Well, is I had it, an are, outlook. Are, are they just trying to make a bad bunny versus the WWE champion match? I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. Hey, he think. sold enough merch that it's possible. But what I think it is, is their first pay-per-view on Peacock is going to be Fastlane. I don't think Fastlane in itself is a draw. I don't think it's going to get the, you know, other people. But you put the Miz in the main event as a WWE champion. I hate to admit this because he's such an asshole now. He draws people. He's an outside star. He's probably their most mainstream person they have that they could pull out other than you, Undertaker or Triple H. Do you think he's... Oh, God. Triple H, a mainstream star. Hey, he spine-busted spine Jimmy Fallon maybe, once. Maybe there's a planet where Triple H is a mainstream star. It's not Earth. You know what's going to be funny? When him and Styles have the best match at Mania and you have to eat your shit. I have no doubt the best wrestler in the industry could squeeze a good match out of <laughs> I have no doubt. Especially when there's actual people. Like when I see the children cheering for him, it's like, Mommy, like that's... Okay, so we're going to bring this up. I'm not I letting you get that, this off. I get it. But when an adult does it, it's a, could you imagine a guy turning to his son and saying, that's Hunter? Would you like to give I some watched, context? I watched him since the 90s. I'm like, fuck you, Dad. Get away from me. <laughs> give some context, please, on the, the exact moment you're speaking of. Well... This was probably the moment when my hate for Hunter just zenith. He, it was when Undertaker was gone for a while. I think it was right before WrestleMania 27. Undertaker and allegedly was, he was supposed to face Sting. Supposedly Sting was, they were going to bring him back. So they made these vignettes that looked like they were going to be for Sting. At the last minute they pivoted. They made them for Undertaker. Undertaker comes out. He's in the ring. And before he even speaks, you hear the opening chord of Motorhead. And every weak person in the crowd... <laughs> 
shot up and they acted like they were witnessing something. They yeah. acted like they were witnessing Steve Austin come back. Out he comes with his denim jacket, just dripping from the mouth, the water. Like, no, he's not cool. You ever heard a backstage story of Triple H in a bar fight taking on five or six guys? No, he doesn't drink. Oh. I'm a weak bastard. But listen, you know, for as much shit as you give that moment, I'm just thinking back, and I believe me and Nikki Kay fans are pretty hyped really, for that happened. I, 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 I like that you moment. Guys, you're going to look back in I 10 years, it. and you're going to say, oh my God, he was so right. I didn't see it. You know what? A, a, one of the ring crew faithful uh, texted me over the weekend, and he said, I'm watching Shawn Michaels versus Triple H Greatest Rivalries. And I said, okay. He says, why don't they have Brett Shawn? Why isn't Hunter Shawn? I think you tell me they have Brett. They, they have, have Brett, Brett Sean in that. They have Brett. Sean. Absolutely. I don't think. I think he's referring to the network series Greatest Rivalries. And then I told him there's a great DVD about uh, Sean and uh, Brett. Yeah, okay. But the reason okay. they, yeah, the reason they put Hunter over on all, even the rivalries he's not in. Uh, you're right. right. Mysterio versus Eddie. Yes, yes, you're right. That was out. That was that egregious. Was that was, was egregious. He has been the recipient of a now 20 year long propaganda campaign. You can put him on the cover of all my encyclopedias. I know it's not true. I know it's not true. You can do whatever you want. You can put him in all the video games. You can put the belt on him a hundred times. I'm not an idiot. I grew up with Austin. I grew up with Kane. I grew up with Undertaker. I know a star. I know a star and I know a good wrestler and I know a guy who shits on every main event that he's in. I know what they look like. Then he wants to go in there with Rousey. <sighs> I was there for that. Well, anyway, folks, Miz, I was going to ask you, do they, get the, do they get the belt off Miz before Mania, Nikki Cave? Yes, 100%. How? Bugs Bunny's going to cost him the shit. Well, Lashley is facing him next week for it. I don't. I think something happened there. Probably get a triple threat with Drew and Lashley and The Miz at Fastlane. With I think Lashley Drew, wins the belt. Drew, Lashley, and The Miz. And I think Drew going in as the challenger. Or... But why... So why go to that well twice? So we get them in a triple threat, then we get them in a singles? Or, or Drew stays off TV, Lashley beats him, and then he gets that match that he's wanted since he came back. And you give him Lesnar. I hope the next That's time... That's an interesting one, K Fabes. I hope the next time we see... Drew McIntyre, he's sprinting to the ring and just yeah. tackling Bobby yeah. Lashley. He comes out with a big smile on his face. I, I was, I was, you know what? I was thinking that yeah. watching Raw yesterday. It damn what right. He said, I was thinking that, and I thought he was going to hit him with a, a Claymore at the end of the show. You hit the ring and be mad. Don't come yeah. out. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> belt or no belt, I'm here for the people. Right, you weak Scottish fuck. No, I, <laughs> I want to see, I would love to see Lashley versus Lesnar. Do you know what Austin did the night after he won a belt? He drove a Zamboni into the ring <laughs> and attacked a 60-year-old man. That's how enraged he was. <laughs> for winning. <laughs> I, I don't know where you go with McIntyre if you don't. Oh, Sheamus probably. Yeah, there's that feud. Yeah. But all in all, I have to say, again, I don't know if it was just that I had a ton of fun on Union Street at DDT, or this match just gave me what I needed on a Sunday night, but I enjoyed it. Overall, I give it a thumbs up. What do you say, Frank? My thumb's in the middle. Hey, Fabe? I liked the pay-per-view overall. It was short, which I did like. Uh, the matches weren't awful, so, yeah. Thumbs up. Good enough. Yeah, it was good enough. I know bad wrestling, and I know good wrestling, so we covered the good... <laughs> Now it's time to cover the ugly. Oh, boy. It's definitely... Uh, yeah. AEW, I tried. 
I tried on a Wednesday night to sit down and watch We it. all did this week, apparently, because we were all texting each other in unison. So number two on our pinfall is the dog and pony show known as AEW. Now, I've seen a lot of things in wrestling. I want to cut right through it. I saw an Arab-American wrestler come out on the day of a real-life terrorist um, attack and strangle the Undertaker with piano wire. <laughs> and I thought that was some sick shit. And I was like, wow, these people, they got balls putting that on TV. Piano wire. I saw a guy's casket get tied to the back of a car and drove around. I saw people get buried alive and set on fire. I saw a dog get cooked up and eaten. Pepper. But I think the worst thing ever to make the air was this gender reveal. I completely agree with you. I think that this guy, Cody. He might be worse than your boy. He's absolutely he worse might, than Hunter. He might be. Let me defend the case here because I know it's going to be hard to win PJ over in this argument, but I'm going to try to fight the case here. Cody can work. Oh, yeah. Cody can work. Yes. I'm not going to say he can't work. However, does Triple H take pictures backstage with the run sheet in his hand? Triple H, one time in the middle of the ring, Shawn Michaels came out and called Triple H while he was in the hospital with Stephanie McMahon, winking at the, oh, what do you think the baby's going to look like? He's going to have a, a big nose? Wink, wink. The same stupid shit. No, that this wasn't is, as bad as this. this that is, at least this was storyline. And this is probably more in your face, yes. No, it wasn't storyline. They were feuding with Vince at the time. Exactly, and they did, oh, Vince, your granddaughter's going to look a little funny, and then it had a baby with Hunter's head on it. That was funny. Well, yeah, they reminded him this is all a big joke. You two are actually related. That's what they were doing. <laughs> That's that was the arrogance. At least that was storyline relevant to why it was on no, the show. No, gone enough about Triple H. Tell me about... Tell me about why um, did... Cody Rhodes have to have, as he came out of his own special entrance, by the way, for week 85 of this bullshit, have a fucking pyro and a reveal that he's having a daughter. Because he treats AEW as his own personal tumbler. This is this is inexcusable. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Is this a wrestling show? I, I don't know show? how you can use minutes on TV to reveal Precious that. Precious airtime. It is. And it to is. quote the words of someone famous, why the Oh, do I care what the gender of your fucking kid is? Yeah. If someone had a gender reveal in real life, I wouldn't go to it. I, I think was, it's an egregious fucking move when anyway. When he said that, I was dying. It's I fucking bullshit. Dying. Gender reveals are nonsense. They're I, fucking he, another way for people to give you gifts that they could have given you at another he is, time. He's booked incredibly poorly there. In, incredibly poorly. No, yeah. he's booked supremely. He hasn't fucking... He lost twice. But he has no... And one of them, no the guy direction. can't get the win back. He's facing random teams. Well, no. He's doing all this He's random a, bullshit. He has a direction. He's going to be in the face of Revolution match. He has a direction. My way. It's my way. My way or the highway. That's his direction. He does whatever he, he wants to do. Yep. What are we going to do? Do you know how much money that probably costs? How much does a segment cost of live TV? And I'm going to go out there and announce to the world the gender of my child. Yeah, it was poor. And half of that poor. fan base, I was shocked. I was stunned. I'm pretty I sent you the weakness. I thought someone was going to say, I would have bet every dollar I own that someone was going to say, how dare Cody Rhodes assume the gender of his child? You know, some shit like that. Because the fan bases there are all kind of the same. They have, you know, progressive kind of ideology. I thought for sure that they were going to be an uproar over it. But there wasn't. People took the People were excited about this. People, people said, oh my God, I'm crying. It can't be. It can't. So they have a choice here. Here's what you're leading me to believe. I read a tweet that says, I'm crying. I'm crying for you, Cody. I'm so happy. Right? Tears of joy. You're either legitimately 
emotional that a man you've never met is announcing the gender of a child you'll never see, and you're, like, emotional about it. That's option A. Or option B, you're fucking lying. You're not really crying. You're just saying it, which I'm afraid is it's even worse. B. It's option B. Not even cr- like it's just, option but B. The, so that that's the image of yourself that you want to project out onto the world. You're the type of person that got choked up. Can I give you guys some example of the weakness? I saw it, bro. Go ahead. I'd like to tell the air. This is the second time I've watched, and both times I got chills. How exciting! It's a girl. Let me tell you something, bitch. If you got chills, put on the fucking heat. (laughs) You ain't getting no fucking chills from watching this asshole light a pyro up for his fucking daughter to be. Go take a rapid test. She must live live in Dallas. Next one. You ready for this next one? (laughs) She got the chills. Disney just got a new princess. Oh, no. Someone really said that? Someone really said that. Why the fuck is she a Disney princess? Can someone establish this to me? Because an interracial couple had a child. They're a fucking Disney princess. This is outrageous. (laughs) First off, there's a Disney princess. I doubt it looks anything like Cody Rhodes' ugly fucking mug. Baby Brandy. She'll be the princess of AEW. Yeah, she's going to fucking get treated better than negative one. Nah, that's difficult. It's hard. I don't know what's going on, but here we go. This was, if there's a Ruth Conda Forever Award, shout out Barstool, for this nonsense. Here it is. I just started crying with the gender reveal of Cody and Brandy Rhodes' baby. Thinking how Dusty's not going to be here broke my heart. From a father to a soon-to-be father, it's all in love without end, my brother. First off, he ain't your fucking brother. You're not Dustin Rhodes. Second off, you are so weak because you had to reference Dusty Rhodes in this to make it a somber moment instead of making it a good moment, which it isn't even a good moment because no one gives a fuck that he has a fucking girl. I could appreciate a nice sentiment. Yes, that's text. It. You know, throw it out there. Hey, man, hey, really cool to hear. Congratulations, yeah. Cody. But get it the fuck off my television. Yeah, that'd be a nice thing. But yeah, like you know what it is. You know what it really. This is? person thinks they're related to Cody Rhodes. No, they. Everyone wants to make the tweet that the guy is gonna like, or that the guy is gonna share. So you have to be more and more outrageous, right? I know what it's like that your father won't be there for. Like, stop it! You don't know these people. You're not you friends. They're not your friends. They don't know who you are. They're fucking suits on TV. He's literally a suit on TV. Yeah. He's, With a run sheet in hand. And in case you missed it, every fucking picture he takes at that goddamn show, he has to have the fucking... It drives me insane. I like Cody, too. He has the run I, sheet The run up. sheet rolled up, and you can see the AEW logo. I like, Fuck you. I like Cody a lot, but this was... How are you going to be, how you gonna be boss in one segment? This is like the authority all over again. The worst angle that's ever happened in wrestling. How are you going to be the boss in one segment and then come out and try to be one half of a cool fucking tag team at 40 years old? Hmm. How are you going to pull that but off? Yeah, boss Cody, in one, ex-Cody in eight years. Yeah, <laughs> really. Boss in one segment, wrestler in the next that's segment. That's fucking ten years ago. But he plays the Vince role, too, because Tony Khan doesn't go out there. But then yeah, again, Tony I mean, Khan well, defends his booking decisions on Twitter. Yeah, he's a mark. How about this? Congratulations, Cody Rhodes. Brandy's fucking beautiful. I'm sure you'll have a beautiful daughter. Uh, yes, a good congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Live, don't tell me anything else about it. I don't give a fuck. Live long and prosper. But the next time you want to announce the gender of one of your children, do it on fucking Twitter. Yeah, don't do it on TNT. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Cody... They announced a ladder match upcoming at their next pay-per-view. It's called the Face of the Revolution Ladder Match. The winner of this gets a future title shot at the TNT title. Cody versus Penta versus Scorpio Sky and three other participants to be named. 
The fans online were a little bit upset that Cody was booked into it. Understandably so, being that he's already been the TNT all, champion. All three of them. Because, and then he said that all three of them were signed first or some bullshit. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I, I misread the context. But yes, yeah. it was because he signed those three. They wouldn't have to give a paper. He gave some stupid bullshit answer that no legitimate person believes. It's nonsense. It's kayfabe. But it's not even kayfabe because you're doing it like a business, Mark. You understand the way he's like putting it out there like, oh, I have to pay a pay-per-view bonus if the guys work pay-per-views. Stop it. Stop it. It's all a fucking work. Well, Cody wins this match. It doesn't really matter. Right? Like, exactly. I don't know. I saw him on Twitter plant the seeds. But that's the hunter. Oh, he's getting shot. facing, right? If I'm not on my game, this match is mine. I said this. Which is exactly when Hulk Hogan said, remember, brother, it's not whether you win or lose, but it's how you accept defeat. He said that right before he went out there to face the warrior. He planted his fucking seed. And that's, the only other that's person... That's what Cody did. He's trying to be humble by losing it's on me. He's already planting it. The only other person I could think that would say something like that would be literally Triple H saying, the only way you're going to beat me is if I'm off my game. And It's it, a joke. Right. And isn't this a ladder match? This is yeah, a ladder match. Doesn't even need to get pinned. Nope. You don't see the writing on the wall? Of Cody's course. Doing, Cody is doing the J-O-B in the cleanest way possible. And K-Fabes, I'd like to kick it to you because you had a special thing to talk about. White pasty pale fish Luther. I, I just don't face orange, orange juice. Cassidy. Yeah, I mean you had Orange Cassidy face Jericho. Jericho put got put, put into a vat of fucking orange juice from this angle. Jericho put him over, and then you have him facing a guy that shouldn't be on TV. Why is this guy on TV? He's fifty. He looks disgusting. He, he looks like worse than me with my shirt off, and that's my Isn't that's he my Jericho's friend. Yeah, he's Jericho's They're friend. They're boys. God bless. Another God bless. person stealing money. I hope one day, Nikki K. Fabe, you have you're in the position to give me a job for something I'm utterly unqualified but he, to he, do. I don't think he's won a match. I don't. I I literally believe he has not won one match. What does it matter? Yeah, why is he on TV? How they have because, so many guys? Because Jericho can. He's on. But Jericho is not on his team. They have so many guys, and they don't use. They use Luther. It's a cash grab. It's a vending machine that for fell him, over, and yes. everybody's grabbing the food. Yes. For him. How do people defend this product on a week-in, week-out basis? They pretend. Right, it doesn't make sense. They, and I tried, and they have some good matches. They have had some great matches. I've seen some of them. Uh, I don't know how people can defend this booking. It just doesn't make any sense. They pretend. And now we move on to the main event of Revolution, which will be John Moxley versus Kenny Omega, as Kenny Omega has challenged him to a barbed wire death match. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what year it is. It might be 1995. I'm a person who likes hardcore matches. So I'm not even going to shit on this that hard. I'm going to say there was a time and place for this kind of stuff. You're past that time and place. But if they pull it off, God bless them. I think it's great for the business. I think the I, business needs more gimmicks. It makes it, it gives it that kind of niche. But at the same point, you picked one of the hardest matches possible to pull off. Successfully. I seen clips of it from Japan and they had the whole the ropes were barbed wire. Anytime you hit anything, it fucking explodes too. It's yeah. a very interesting thing to try to put on American television. Hey, um the guy Ashita Onita, I think he's the guy that used to run FMW, which did that these kind of shit. Yes, that was the thing. He went to Vince. Was talking about. <laughs> he went to Vince in nineteen ninety seven and tried to get Vince to co do one in America with him. <laughs> Vince never did it. He did the meeting, but they never did it. And there's a reason you why the double Bob Wire? Exactly. Right, we'll think about it, pal. 
You want to see what could go wrong with that? Go watch even a non-exploding death match. Go watch Sabu versus uh, fucking Terry Funk in ECW. Mm. Born to be wired. It was insanity. They ripped each other to shreds. Do I think they're going to use real barbed wire? Probably not. Let's face facts. But who knows? This is an interesting booking. What do you guys think of it? I personally, I'm indifferent. I hope they pull it off, but they probably fucking won't. I'm just indifferent. I don't care about Moxley. I just don't care. And, my, and I'm I starting to get that care. point at, at, at Omega, too, because he's really... I mean, people say now, oh, well, he's got a good gimmick because it's the belt collector and all this other shit. I think it's a shitty gimmick. I think Kenny Omega what is... What did he collect? Because they he said because he was teasing he was going to go after the Impact title. He should have. I think that Kenny Omega should just go out there and have a great match every week. He should not be cutting promos dressed like Dave Bautista. I'm going to make a weird comparison. When I listen to Ron Simmons say, they put me in this... Leather hat, and I had to be a gladiator when he first came in as Farouk. And they put him in that stupid outfit. With the leather hat. With the leather hat, and he said it was a stupid gimmick, but he was going to make it work. We look at AEW, all they do is what they want to do. And it doesn't work. They just do it. You know when you get greatness? When you force a guy into a corner and you say, go out there and make it work. Stone. And you go out there and you make it work. And I'm not saying don't let them be themselves, because there's room for that too. But all John Moxley wants to do is fall on glass and have alcohol poured into his thumbtack back. All Jericho wants to do is get drunk and have matches around alcohol. And all Cody wants to do is beat every fucking body and have his personal business aired on television. They're all just doing what they want to do. And they're doing it at the expense well, I mean, of the viewer run, and at the expense well, of Tony Khan. the company. Cody Rhodes is an executive officer. Kenny Omega, executive officer. The Young Bucks, executive officers. I mean, the four of them... Basically, have a hand in, and I'm in sure Moxley has a say in anything Jericho that's probably involved does, him. And Hangman probably does. You know and how, Hardy probably does. You know how you know John Moxley has his say because he's having a Bob Wyatt death match. Yeah, you're right. I doubt Kenny Omega was the one that came up with that, but then again, he's another fucking lunatic. Don Callis is around still having their. their well, habits. Don Callis is an influential part of wrestling, and we realize this now after thinking about it. Don Callis has been involved in a lot of shit over Which the last 20 fine, years. Which is fine, but Don Callis is also getting impact mainstream views because of AEW. Works for him. If they're going to give him free fucking advertising, and all he has to do is give a one-minute spot to Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone to shit on their program. Which, by the way, have you seen those ads? Yeah, That's the yeah. most preposterous thing. Yeah. On impact, yeah. they have Shivani and Tony Khan basically cutting promo on impact sucking and why you should watch AEW instead. But it's kind of like a work. Yeah, I don't hate that. But So I have a question here from a friend of the show. He didn't get the question in in time because we have the fan questions from uh, for later. But he just got this into me now. I want to read it to you. Is the Bullet Club angle actually working? And if not, how can they improve it in terms of the merger, as he put it? It is not working because, I, I mean... How do you judge it working? Moving merch? I guess that's a big part of it, right? It's not like we could see a crowd filled with Bullet Club shirts. So we don't really know the fan pulse. I saw a lot of steam on this when it first happened, but I don't hear people talking about it every day. It's not like the Hurt Business, which every day I see a post about why, you know, A, Bobby Lashley should be champion, B, MVP should be this, Cedric and Sheldon should do this. I don't see shit about that by about the Bullet Club every day. I see shit about Kenny Omega as an individual. So I don't think it's successful in getting the Bullet Club over. I think it got Kenny Omega a little more over. I think it brought him back to relevance because previous to this, he wasn't really doing shit there. Well, I think they literally held themselves out of main event contention 
for a year, and now they're where they want to be. Yeah, they're just running the show. This is WCW. All four, of them, all four of them are running the show. This is a glorified WCW with younger guys. Yeah. It's, and a, it's a less glorified Yeah, WCW. at least you had some names. And WCW had the lineage dating back to the NWA and right. Luthez and Well, they did everything they could to shit on that lineage. But I definitely yeah. see your point there. At least they had a product going in. The problem is with them, they didn't have a product going in. They were advertised as one thing. They came out and were completely something completely different. And on a week-to-week basis, it's very hard to watch. Who's going to be the first member of the AEW Hall of Fame? Jericho. He's probably going to be the first one retired. He's fucking old as shit. I, I bet no, you it's going to be Dusty Rhodes. Oh, that'd be interesting. You think they're going to go, yeah, I could see that. I think Jericho works for WWE again. I would like to think that because... I think he will. It's always nice to see them go back there. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't get the Kurt Angle treatment. No. <laughs> so, we hope we answered your question, Joe Moe from, from San Antonio, Texas. There's one more thing that we didn't discuss yet. Sting got powerbombed. That's right. I'm sorry. I guess I... And immediately regretted his decision. Yeah. He looked like shit selling that, but I guess he did a good job at selling it. It's scary to watch him take a bump. It like I cringed. It's like the first time I saw Daniel Bryan take a bump that, when he came back. That feud has been going on for a long, 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 long time. And I guess the payoff is coming in about three weeks. Why would he take a power bomb from Brian Cage? Brian Cage is a big dude. You could have had him take a lesser bump to start. Anything. But I, uh, this is why I didn't, and, and I tagged you on Twitter, I believe, and said, this is why when one day Sting is severely in bad shape, I'm going to blame people like you who said, well, it's good that he could come back and work again. I'm fine with him working. Apparently not matches, if you're, but... yeah, but that's not what the business entails. Cinematic matches were a thing invented for COVID. Other than that, the only time a cinematic match has been used was Matt Hardy recently. And we see how over that got. I did get over. What yeah, about, because it was a fucking... What about Dustin Rhodes fighting in the back of a moving truck? Parking lot brawl? No. No, that was years ago, though. The Road Wild something. It was something wild. They were fighting in the back of a flatbed truck with hay. That's yeah, insanity. That was a long time ago. Yeah. But the, so, the, I mean, the Matt Hardy had... stuff got over. The, because the it was... Ma- because, again, you went to the well once. You went to the well once with Undertaker. If Undertaker did that every year, you wouldn't like it. And I think that if you went to the well... If you went... With him signing up to only do cinematic matches, how many times are you going to get a cinematic match out of him, A, without it being too much? B, at some point, you want to see him wrestle in a wrestling ring. That's why he's there. Yeah, well, but, no, no, as long as, as long as you have these fans buying their t-shirts and popping and going on Twitter and pretending that, that they're crying, that Sting has come back, as long as you have fans doing that, that's they're saying that out of one side of their neck, and on the other side they're saying, why can't they build new stars? So until you have the fans say, we're done with this, we're not going to watch your putrid cinematic matches anymore, then they're going to keep doing it because they'll dust off these old names and bring them back as much as they need to. Don't pick on Goldberg. Pick on the guys who can't even, they can do so little that they have to make a production, a Hollywood production. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Um, But again, I I just don't get it. And for more interesting stuff, you can follow us. At Ring Crew Radio on Twitter and Instagram. At Nikki K. Fave RCR on Twitter. At PJ Stack RCR on Twitter if you want to hear some sanity. Or if you want to hear a madman who gets a lot of attention to his credit, you can follow the High Flyer at, R- at High Flyer RCR. Thanks for that one. We're going to kick it to K. Fabes, who's going to take us to number three on our pinfall. Well, I since we talked about the other Wednesday night production, I thought 
Uh, I watch NXT through and through, and I thought that the main event for first off, just from top to bottom, I it just it just flows so much better. Uh, and I'm not trying to hit on AEW. I, I have, like I said, I have watched some of their stuff. I do like it, but the main event of NXT with O'Reilly, Strong, and Balor versus Pete Dunne, Oni Lorcan, and Danny Burch, I thought was first off a really good match. Secondly, the ending with Adam Cole decimating O'Reilly and Balor and just leaving them out to dry, holding up the NXT title. Good storytelling. Makes you think about what's going to happen with Adam Cole and the rest of them going forward. That is storytelling 101. When you described the angle to me, I immediately had to go watch. Yeah. And I thought it was done perfectly. And they did the injury angle with O'Reilly. Everyone thought he was actually hurt. A work into a shoot. And I was a victim of this. I read a report online from a credible source that I normally use my wrestling bullshit. And they said O'Reilly got hurt. Or a fan reported it. They said which, he had a seizure. They said he had a seizure, right. So I said this to PJ Stack, and he said, was Tony there? I said, yeah, he came out. He said, it's a fucking work. I told you it was a work. You and know what needless to say, the arbiter of fucking nothing was on his game that night because he was me, correct. But here's the truth, bro. Don't, in, in the opening, mo in those first few seconds after something happens, if it's a big event, September 11th, or even something as small as this wrestling angle, you need to give it a day before you comment on it. Yeah. We live in a world that everyone wants to be the first to it. And you see how quick the rumor spread? Oh, I saw him twitching, and I know he's a diabetic, so maybe he had a diabetic seizure. Like, that's a big fucking rush to judgment. You connected a lot of dots real quick. And especially, it's in wrestling. If it happens in wrestling, 99% of the time it's bullshit. No matter what it is. So everyone needs to calm down, slow your roll. Everyone wants to be the first. The first to get it out there. Slow it down, let the dust settle. And then, oh, it was a fucking work. It was an injury angle. Because he twitched. Devon Dudley twitched every fucking match. <laughs> well, we see how that worked out. Oh, man. he did have a stroke. Poor fuck. Sorry, yeah. Devon. Uh, overall, yeah. NXT, good show? I I enjoyed the main event. I think NXT is it's just... What do you think of Theory hopping out uh, after Johnny Gargano found him in the parking lot? I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I actually really enjoy... Um, I get that some people don't like Gargano because he's just fucking small. But that's not yeah. something you can indict him on. It's not his fault. I think that he is just an entertaining guy when he wants to be. And he can also, at times, give you the best match on the card. Yeah. So, and you I know, feel like NXT does have, from top to bottom, probably the best tag team division in WWE. Oh, well, and, we talked about it. We love some grizzled young veterans and, and some MSK. And the women's division, too, is top-notch there, too. Io Shirai, absolute star. Tony Storm. Tony Storm, yeah. Raquel Gonzalez, Mercedes Martinez. Dakota and, Kai, Dakota how could Kai. you forget? And they, they, they have a top-to-bottom. They have a better women's division than AEW. and a, uh, Probably not a better tag, but... They don't have a better men's, but they're going to have more stars long-term because they're I building new guys. That's what I think, too. When I look at Will Hobbs, when I look at these guys that AEW like puts out there that you think, oh, one day those are going to be AEW good. guys. They look good. I don't see the the same thing I see when I see NXT where I see these guys could be stars now. Yeah. I think the AEW guys are so green, some of them, and so raw that I just don't think that they're there. And, and they I think the NXT be. guys are, are... I think the five guys that Punk talked about can be stars, but... You Hobbs need to book green. them right. Yeah, that too. You can't book them like shit and they're going to become stars. Now, I don't follow NXT week to week. I just don't. I watch the shows with you guys. If you tell me check something out, I check it out. 
But every time I do, and maybe it's just because I don't catch as much of it, so I'm more, it's new to me. It's such a more watchable program than AEW and then Raw. SmackDown, I really do enjoy SmackDown. It's a shame it's on Friday, but I really do enjoy SmackDown. What is it about NXT that makes it so much better? First kayfabe, then Frank. Kayfabe, I know this is your baby. What is it about the show? I don't know about baby, but I just, I honestly feel like they're top to bottom. You could watch those guys and think they are stars. I thought it when, I mean, they lost Damian Priest recently, and I could still name eight to ten guys on that roster that I think are, first off, fantastic workers. You have great stories there, and they can work, and I think they're legit stars there. Who's the most successful gimmick to come out of NXT and to go to WWE and achieve success? Because, you know, Kyler Breeze got fucked. Yeah, they all No did. way, Jose got they fucked. All did. Who's the biggest guy? I don't. I don't. Uh, Ray, Roman Ray Wyatt? Had Roman be. Reigns? Yeah, Roman but... Roman uh, Reigns? Well, Seth Rollins. Rollins was there, too, but... I, I mean, it's hard to tell NXT. Yeah. I consider, I would say... You need probably, to have the roster in front of you and really... Kevin Owens. It, it has, has to, to be, be Kevin Owens. Owens. It would have to be Owens. It has to be Kevin Owens or Samoa or, Joe, but Samoa Joe never won a belt. Or Shinsuke. Samoa Joe or really had a tough go of it in his career. Or Shinsuke. Shinsuke, okay. Well, yeah. I read a report on Samoa Joe uh, that he's still healing up from that concussion and he's taking his time to get back. Keep him on commentary. He's the only decent... Exactly. Keep yeah. Him. Keep him where he can. Honestly, Samoa Joe's best work in the WWE. It's sad to say he got fucked with that Lesnar match. That should have been a much better match. And I blame whoever booked it. It was terrible. He lost in six minutes to Lesnar. It wasn't. Should have been a lot better. It wasn't great. Because you have to make Samoa Joe a monster. The Fatal Four Way the next month at SummerSlam, a stuff. His matches with Shinsuke Nakamura in NXT, top notch shit. His but yeah, with Balor too. Oh yeah, they told the oh, great God. story. But yeah, um, I mean, just looking at that roster, the six guys in this match. Well, not Lorcan and, and Birch, but O'Reilly, Strong, Balor, Dunn, uh, Lorcan and Birch Cole, are a good tag team. Cole, Gargano, Cross, uh, Champa, Thatcher, and I love that kid that's with um, Bivens. I think he's gonna be really good. That that uh, oh yeah the one Bivens recently yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna you're be a star really good. I think oh. he's gonna be really good um, those nine ten the nine guys that I just named I think are really good really really good so I completely for once in my life agree with what Nikki K. Fabe said there I think the presentation of NXT is different than anything yes. we see yes I think that AEW tries to be like WWE but they're not as good presentation wise visually. They just look cheaper. It just looks like a cheaper version of the WWE. It looks like they stole impacts like Stage, the old one. Remember the tunnels? Mm-hmm. And I just think NXT is like a different product. I think it's new to your eyes. It like pulls you in. Yellow ropes. I don't know. There's something about it. Does it does a lot to try to be different. It's got sort of like that alternative feel. Yeah, it looks I like the think, underground machine. And yeah. I kind of like it. And the characters are just so much more interesting. Even just visually. Yeah, they're not fucking... Bullshit. Do you think Vince is really as hands-off with NXT as they say he is? He has to be in order for it. Because you never see like a guy Gargano getting the time he does. Do you think he's got the final say on anything NXT-related? Or do you think the buck stops with Hunter? I think the buck stops with Hunter from everything I've read and seen. But they're obviously, I think there could be times if Vince is sitting in and he doesn't like something, something's going to change. He can pull his card. Of course. Well, they said, from what I've like heard from Hero recently in his podcast, he's talking about the NXT thing. I think they asked him something similar to that question. 
They said they train all the wrestlers that are on NXT that if they see something Vince is going to hate, they tell them Vince will hate that, do not do that. So they're kind of all trained to a point to be Vince wrestlers. I guess they just have a little more freedom to have a match in that, but I like NXT. Again, whenever I get to sit down and watch it, I, I like it, and the pay-per-views are always fantastic. You always get five good matches. All right, gentlemen, you ready for some questions from the Ring Crew Faithful? Always. I love when the Ring Crew Faithful come out. I hope something from KD from Parts Unknown comes through. KD from Parts Unknown is not on our list today, but we have oh. questions. And if you want to ask us questions, we'll put it over one more time. You can go to at Ring Crew Radio on Twitter and Instagram or at Nikki K. Fave RCR, at PJ Stack RCR, or at Highflyer RCR. Question from Steve in Saskatoon. He asks, thoughts on WrestleMania 20? And all I'll say is this. WrestleMania 20 was a great mania. Top to bottom. I wish Hogan were there. Uh, he was I the think, only guy missing, right? I think they had some contractual issues. Mm -hmm. um, but it was a great mania. But it also is an, a mania that I, it's, it's a tough rewatch. It's a tough rewatch for a couple of fucking reasons. Number one, Donald Trump, like Babe Ruth, called his shot. Trump was there, wasn't he? He was in the front row. In the front row, and they interviewed him, and he declared he's going to be president. Holy shit. You talk yeah. about storytelling. He sure did. We then go on to, well, sadly, you had Eddie Guerrero in the co-main event. Great finish. Oh, the Gets ankle? The oh. Snatches him on a, on a roll-up. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you're going to hear us talk about it, but if you've never seen WrestleMania 20, or just, just go watch that Eddie Guerrero-Kurt Angle match. Storytelling... Kurt Angle top of his game, Eddie Guerrero top of his game. Say no more. Frank, during the build for this, it was one of my all-time favorite wrestling moments. Kurt Angle taping his hands up? That's correct. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got it. We never even spoke about this before. It, it, Paul that... Heyman books himself into a match with Eddie Guerrero, and he says, you said that you could beat me with your hands tied behind your back. So they handcuff Guerrero's hands behind his back. He's beating up Heyman with just his feet. Heyman runs to the back. Guerrero gives chase, and out comes Kurt Angle. And he's looking at a handcuffed Eddie Guerrero. And you talk about a fucking moment. The crowd, you could hear the crowd. There was not one bit of oxygen left in that fucking building. Because out comes Angle, and he's looking like just a crazed maniac. The Percocets, he's on, he's on, his, he's on his Xanax fucking taken best. Kurt Angle. And he starts rolling up his fists with the tape. And Eddie's got nowhere to go. Eddie's facials during this. Drama, Ugh. emotion, fucking tremendous. Stop what you're doing and go watch it immediately. Paul Heyman versus Eddie Guerrero and watch the aftermath of that when Angle comes out. And then we had the main event of WrestleMania 20. Chris Benoit took on Shawn Michaels and Triple H. And Steve from Saskatoon has a follow-up question. Why did Benoit go over? Well, wh what? Why did Benoit go over, he wants to know. Maybe he was young at the time. Maybe okay. he didn't get it. Maybe Got to paint the picture. At that time, for those people now online that praise people like the Buddy Murphys of the world, the Ricochets of the world, great in-ring workers, right? I should... At that time, you had Chris Benoit, you had Eddie Guerrero. These guys were stuck in the mid-cards. 
Yeah. And they were top-notch workers. It's really no different than when Brian beat Batista it's the same, and Orton. Yeah, it's the same thing now that I think about it. That's a better comparison. And I'll tell Steve from Saskatoon, you knew that Vince McMahon did not want either of those guys as his champion. You could tell he was giving the fans what they wanted. Because Brenoir and Guerrero had been these old school guys. They paid their dues. They, they were in the over. Business, and they Stop were it. over by this point. I know I it's... I don't mean to imply they weren't. It's hard to believe and it's hard to talk about it. But Benoit got the got pops, man. At that point... of the night. The only was, other thing that got a louder pop during that feud was when Shawn Michaels kicked him inside the contract. That was a crazy moment, too. Oh, great. There's a moment in the match where Benoit tosses out Shawn. And you see in camera, Triple H stands up behind him. And this is the genius of Triple H. And I'll be sincere now. When he popped up in the background, you heard the audience gasp. Because they knew. They knew how this ended. Pedigree, one, two, three. When he does that moment or he grabs the sledgehammer, you go into, like, powerbomb and you see his hand grab the hammer. It's things like that that really do a good job in the storytelling of his matches. Because he has gotten that shit over. And, and he reversed... And Benoit reversed the pedigree. Which you don't even think is possible. No, and he and he did, and he reversed it, and Triple H stood in that in that hold for in that cripple cross face for no less than five minutes. <laughs> Guzzling blood. Um and his wife. And Shawn Michaels was dead outside. But he that was to, he that was want anywhere near that minute. We actually talked about that right before this, incidentally, about how I thought that was I think that's Hunter and Triple H's best match. I would argue either of those triple threats, that oh. or the rematch the next month, just as creative. You they could, really went to the well on that one. You could put me in the ring with Shawn Michaels and Benoit. We'd give you a fucking great match. Yeah, you're talking two of the, the best ever. So we hope that answers your question, but do you know what my favorite WrestleMania 20 moment the, was? Uh, the Rock and Mick Foley in the back when he yells at Rosie. That, that is actually <laughs> tremendous. So it was Evolution versus The Rock and Sock Connection. <laughs> This was a stacked fucking car. Top to bottom. Even the cruiserweight match. Fantastic. Had every cruiserweight you could ever imagine from WCW and the few from WWE. But who came back that night? Who had the big return? In WrestleMania 20? Uh-huh. In that match? On the show. Oh, on the show itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Shit. Paul Bearer made his return. And, and Taker went back to gimmick. And he returned as the dead man. He had that build up with Kane. Kane buried him a lot. shaking the ring and lighting fires. So this isn't on our run sheet, Frank, but I'm going to tell you, Steve from Saskatoon has asked one more question. He's really draining the well this Well, minute. it ties into exactly what we were just talking about. Do you think that Taker's dead man gimmick was rushed? Should he have spent more time as the American badass? Here's how I'm going to answer that question. At the time, nobody liked the American Badass. Everyone wanted him to be the dead man again. That's just the fucking truth. Well, he and was it, a top heel, too, he as, a, the dead, as the badass. He had a good run. Yeah. But it's better now in retrospect. We look back at the American Badass. I think wrestling fans like it so much more now than they did at the time. I was there at the time it was the American Badass. People were saying, no, what's he doing now? Why is he doing this biker shtick? Why is he chewing tobacco and making Tommy Dreamer drink it? And all that shit. We want him to be the dead man again. Could he have gotten a little bit more out of the American Badass gimmick? Probably. Well, he talks about that. He said that he had to change the character or else he would have been yeah. gone by the wayside. 100%. Wayside, yeah. And it's Mania 20. The gimmick that year was where it all begins again. I think it was just a good time to yeah. do it. All the stars kind of aligned. But and I it think... wasn't the same dead man that he left. It's I mean, a hybrid. 
See, you had to remember now the hybrid dead man. The dead man that became the American badass was coming off Ministry of Darkness, which was the most obscure shit he ever did. Damn. When it almost became too much to be the dead man, and he had to reset it. And I think that the American Badass was perfect at the time. I liked it. I always said that they should have went back to it one more time. One more they time when you did. kind of did at the end. Yeah. yeah, you're facing the Holy Trinity. Oh. This kid was telling me Kane and fucking Mankind and Big Show are coming. I, I, I thought know. so. I thought that, that, that would have been great. But anyway. Who knew he was talking about himself, this selfish fuck? He's but got three. I remember that No Where's Way Out. Where's Texas Red? I remember that No Way Out promo with the fucking, the girls and they were laughing. Oh, man. Let me tell you something. That's a good build-up. Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Yeah, and they and then he came out on the bike He's again. Here. Yeah, and he came out with the leather jacket and just and laid waste to everyone. 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 He he pow, He chokes I'm, on Triple H. And I'm gonna give you one and a glorious moment. It was. I'll give you <laughs> one more fucking. And this is true. You can find it, Frank. There was a period of time. It lasted about three to four weeks. Undertaker was just coming off a match at SummerSlam. He was going into Unforgiven. I think it was 1999. It was a six-pack challenge. Mankind, Triple H, Rock, British Bulldog, Kane, maybe somebody else. Undertaker was supposed to be in it. He got injured, and they pulled him from the match. During this time, you can look back, and you can see the early stages of the American Badass. He was kind of ministry, but he was kind of badass. He was wearing the bandana. Right. He was still coming out to his Ministry of Darkness music. He wasn't wrestling a lot because he had a really bad hip. You could see it there where they were going with it. He was starting to do it already. You humanized z the zombie. And it was a is, genius move. Is that Ministry theme song not top five? Oh, I actually yeah, think his... I think it's his best song. Oh, uh, so do I. I so do I. I personally like Rolling, but... I do too. I mean... Rolling, I think, with the countdown... Ah, I thought it was top notch. It was all good. Uh, he, you know, he he didn't have a lot. He of could sell you anything. Let's face facts. He's like Martin Scorsese. He don't have a lot of shitty movies. <laughs> yeah, they make some girls one or two. But we hope that answers your question, Steve from Saskatoon. Next, Frank. This is your friend that you're insulting. Ugly ass Thomas from City Field. First said, "What the fuck are they doing?" The Miz. Seriously. So I guess he shares my sentiment. Mm -hmm. It's not really a question, more of a statement. But his next one is a question. Do you think Adam Cole turning on the Undisputed Era leads to him showing up on the main roster at some point? If so, what show suits him best and what feuds intrigue you? Uh, I don't think he'll show up yet. I do think he will eventually. And I feel like he would go to Raw. Raw needs anything. Some, some, power, some star power there. Him and Styles intrigues me. Uh, him and Drew would be really good. Him and Drew happened already, right? NXT? I believe it did happen yeah. on NXT. Uh, him and... Uh, him and Keith Lee. Him I mean, they had a great series. Him and Orton. Yeah. Something. Adam Cole could work. Raw end, I mean, on SmackDown, you have a whole different uh, part of it. But I think him and Jeff Hardy could be really good, too. I think Jeff Hardy might be a guy that he might segue with early. Kind well, of let's face facts. If you're watching Adam Cole in the last two years, he's, he's calling the matches. So... He could carry Jeff Hardy to a good match. You're right. I, he I could probably so carry half that bag of shit roster to a good match. <laughs> you need a guy who's as talented as Adam Cole to go up there at this point. And I hope he does. Um, definitely agree with you on Raw, though. SmackDown, you don't need him there. There's enough star power to keep the lights on. 
Raw, I'm never going to be one of these idiots who say, they're going to cancel it. Raw will get, never get canceled. Never getting canceled. Which means next week now it'll get canceled. But Did you hear Paul Heyman throwing subs at Raw? He says, who watches this show anymore? <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I think I'm talking smack he did it. But, yeah, that's where that's where Cole needs to go, and I think that's an instant impact guy. So, num- I've got another question here. This is from Kay from Sicily. Thoughts on the big show? And she specifically asked about the big show show. Sounds like something you would watch, Nikki K. Faber. The, the Big Show show. show? I never, I, it's a show that he did. Uh, is it done now? It, I don't know. I think it's still on. I, I never watched it. Um, I am a I'm TV enthusiast, but I did not watch this. Um, thoughts on The Big Show overall? Had a great career. Had a great did career. what he had to do. There's two things that plagued The Big Show in his Made WWE a run. Ton of money. Ooh, can I guess one? He can turned, I guess one? He turned heel and turned too many times. <laughs> That's number one. That's it. The back and forth. No, I'll tell you what ruined him for me because I never realized this until about, Mayweather. About no, doing, doing jobs very fucking early. Let's talk about what feud was it? Was it with Cody? No, it wasn't with Cody. Mankind Rose. beat him at Mania like a boiler room brawl. You remember he, he he came back at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Mm-hmm. He ripped through the ring. He threw Austin out. Also, which is a shitty way to debut. Let's face facts, because when you debut and you're trying to beat a guy, you know, not only do you not beat him, you help him win. Kind of a tough, you know, because you just you're a goon now. Let's you're have some sympathy for him. Rumor has it he sat under that fucking ring for four hours waiting to do that spot. The amount of money he was making, sit under the ring. <laughs> That's true. If it's good enough for Taker to sit down there, it's good enough for fucking Big Show. My second problem with him, I forgot what mania it was. It was not too long ago. He had a feud with somebody, and they brought up the fact that his mania record and what has gone on at all of his manias. It's been a disaster. He's never been good, booked good at WrestleMania. Thank God he won that Andre Giant battle. Outside of that, that faced, is the only thing I could remember that he did good. He faced Cody at yeah. Mania in the tables match. Yes. And he stepped through the table. Yes, and lost. Yeah. I think he's another guy that, that the creative ribbed. All the time. He's so big, let's make a fucking mockery of him. Let's make him cry. Remember Stephanie would just berate him? Well, you know why they couldn't have him win all the time? I thought about this. They had Andre Syndrome with him. Because they thought it was going to be a short-term thing. They don't last long. I they break down. Frank. I think you're down totally the wrong path. Nothing about Andre here. Andre was a Andre was treated like a star. He was treated but like a spectacle. But you're not listening to what I'm saying. Why would you build somebody up that much when they have a limited time in the business? Limited time? Well, obviously. Limited time? But. 1999 with 2021. Think of the time. Going but think of the time frame of when they were booking him. All the Modern money. medicine's changed greatly. So is he because he decided to lose some fucking weight. Well, unlike got, his he, counterpart. He had the gland issue fixed. He's got gigantism. Everyone knows that. And he had that fixed early on. When, when the first thing you do is come out and attack Steve Austin, he gets his hand raised anyway. Yeah, that's true. It's a rough spot. Then from there, he jobbed to Austin on Raw. The Rock, the he won the Royal Rumble, and then The Rock got the shot at WrestleMania. That happened, that was the well, following so did he, year. But yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah, that's true. They he did the Fatal 4 yeah. He's the only guy to win the Royal Rumble, but not win it. I think two things. Number one, he's a big, big star. He made a lot of money. He did a lot of big things in the business. He main evented Mania. He had that match with Mayweather. He had a lot of top programs and a lot of top he guys. He faced Aki Bono. He faced Aki Bono in a sumo match. but He I, did the job and smiled that night. I can't help but think um, a lot of missed opportunity with the big show. I think they could have did more with him. I think he should have been more protected. I will say this. When they did that run in about, 
I'm getting my years mixed up. But whenever he saw the debut in the WMD. I hate that thing. And he was ironclad. I like it. I love it. Uh, what love what else match. would a gigantic human being do? Just punch in the face. I mean, why and, even have a match? But it remember when it good. was booked? Remember when it was first booked how successful of a finisher it was? It did look good. It did look good. Yeah. He, I sure. remember him knocking out Otunga and they showed it in slow motion like seven times oh, afterwards. He, yeah. Oh, he, I don't know if he didn't really get them. but, but No, of course. When he was ironclad, though, I liked that whole gimmick. And I thought they were finally pushing him the right way. And then he just ran to Mark Henry and Sheamus. And, and this is a guy who had, I mean, he had great matches with Sheamus. He had great matches with Mark Henry. Oh, top notch. I think he had some good matches with Orton. It's not like he he's won. had some good matches around the board. It's just they booked him like shit at the big event. They I booked mean, him like shit early on, and he never really recovered. When, like when was he at his best? Like I like the ECW would, champion Big Show. I would. I like oh that guy. God! Just um, beat, I mean, he was a big fat fuck, but he beat everybody. I would probably argue Ironclad was his best. I don't even remember Ironclad Big Show. I don't even remember what you're talking about. He punched John Cena in the face. It was Laurinaitis. Okay. And he had the Ironclad contract, so he couldn't get fired. Oh, okay. Yes, And he was just punching people in the face. He punched Vince. You don't remember him punching Vince, and Vince fell like a dead fish? It was (laughs) hilarious. I do remember, yeah. Was was Vince heel at that time? Or was Vince was face. Vince was, was trying to like calm down the shit, and Big Show just knocked him the fuck out. Yeah, Not he made they made him knock out Big Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that was later on. But that's still one yes. of my favorites when yes. he cried and he had to knock out Dusty Rhodes. Oh, tremendous! <laughs> tremendous. Good job, Big Show. All right, this one. This question comes from Lego World. Vis a vis, let go and Lego. Who asks? What was the best movie starring a wrestler or the best performance by a wrestler in a movie? The Chaperone. Brother. Fuck yourself. (laughs) Brother. Well, there's two options here. You can either count Thunderlips in Rocky III. Or when I was Mr. Nanny. I was Santa with muscles. Or. Which, brother, not a lot of people know. I didn't even want that job. No holds barred. I fought Zeus in the cage. I think for the purposes of this question, you have to get rid of The Rock. And just put him... Put him <laughs> yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> or Cena, too, at this point. Oh, what's okay. Cena been in? Fast and Furious? How about The Rock when he was in The Other Guys? And him and Samuel L. Jackson jumped off the... They jumped off the, the, the roof? Aim for the bushes. Macho and Spider-Man was funny. Holy... Bonesaw! Yes! Macho Man from Spider-Man was tremendous. Petey Parker. How about Roddy Piper from They Live? I'm here to chew bubblegum and whoop ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. What about Hunter and Blade? The yeah, Condemned. What about Andre the Giant in... Um, oh, yeah. That's right. Princess Bride. Princess Bride, yeah. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> <laughs> what about The Condemned? Fuck that. See no evil. Kane had I'll, a three-foot dick. I'll tell you this. Stone Cold Steve Austin in The Longest Yard. Oh, he's funny. He was great. He yes. was evil. You know who was on that movie? Who was Goldberg. In that Everybody, Nash. Goldberg, Nash. Joey Diaz. He was. Oh, yes, he was. Yes, and he, he said, he, he said, let me tell you, you want to talk mm. about a toxic work environment, mm. Joe Rogan? I was on the longest job. We had fucking Nelly. We had football players. We had pro wrestlers. There was a lot of testosterone on that set, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Goldberg was in it. Great Khali was Nash in it. Was Nash was in it. He was funny when he, he took the estrogen. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta take stop the rock. Bo- you gotta take booing. Cena out. Stop booing people. Both teams are trying very hard. So you're taking people out that actually became movie stars. Well, I mean, and left the us rock dry. would have to be the best movie. What the movie? Best. Well, what movie? 
He was great. I love his when he came back to Fast Five. He literally rejuvenized that whole franchise. Well, what, what, what move? What about the one with the skyscraper? I saw a little bit of that. It's a little what, rampage. No, it's called skyscraper. There's oh a, yes, the rock. Yeah. He what about that. the one where it's the end of the world? Oh, hold on. You know he had a peg. Uh, San Andreas. Uh, That's San another Andres, one. Right? Do you know he had a peg leg in skyscraper? It was one. It was enough to say that he's going to take down this entire terrorist group in the skyscraper. He had a peg leg. He had a wooden leg. Yes. That's a bit much. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It was an insane. How could that? He's be? in everything. Dwayne is in everything. There, there was a four-year period where he just was in every movie. He was Hercules. He still is. He's the highest-paid. Well, now he's actor. making tequila. On top of everything else. Right, well, let's think a little outside the tequila. box. Frank, best wrestler cameo in a movie. I'm taking Papa Don in The Wrestler, starring Mickey Rourke. There's Papa Don? Oh, he's in there. Is he? Oh, yeah. Really? Jim? Yeah. Jimmy Pops. He's in wow, there. Wow, I did not know Papa Don was in that. Fuck. I wonder if Papa Don listens. How Good guy. How about Andre the Giant from Princess Bride? That's my answer. That That's a simple it. one. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I never saw the Piper movie. What about Paul oh. Heyman and Rollerball? I like Mike Vernon and that music <laughs> yes. video he just did. Yeah, Mike Vernon, he's been in some shit. I he's did. in Ocean's uh, Ocean's 13. <coughs> I don't know. what The new I'm, Ocean's I'm 11 movie, to... the one with Anne Hathaway. Check oh, the girls that. one. I'm trying to think of... <laughs> they, they called in the Man of Steel. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something. I, I, I mean, without naming a rock and Cena... It's... Was Christian ever in a movie? Oh, Edge did a few things. Edge was a Viking. Edge did a few yeah, things. Yeah, he did the Viking. I saw CM Punk in a horror movie. It's called The Girl Next Door or something, or The House Down the Block. Some Punk? such shit. I, I don't think know. Punk Punk's was in a few things. It was so funny watching him try to play the, the everyman. Meanwhile, he's all tatted up. So they just added a single line of dialogue in it that said he went to prison. I swear to God, it was just one thing. It was like, oh, well, you did prison, you're on probation. That was all they did because you had to explain how this otherwise... You know, normal guy has all these tattoos. Would be all tatted up and look like a fucking meth head. I actually really liked the movie No Holds Barred. You know, With Zeus. Yeah, I thought it was a cool movie. I mean, never want to listen to Hulk Hogan talk for two and a half hours uninterrupted again, but that's a different issue. Yeah, Hulk Hogan had a cameo in Gremlins too. <laughs> Of course he did. Goldberg did a movie like Bad Santa or a Jewish Santa. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Santa Slays. Santa Slays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Yeah, yeah dude. Wrestlers have some fucked up movies, man. They just show up. The best movie about wrestling oh. is The Wrestler. Well, Orton did Orton did The Marine. Well, Cena did the original and Marine. so did Miz. Yes, yes, that's right. It's a rotating band of losers. Yeah. Michael did a No, wait, day. you guys missed one. Ted DiBiase Jr. did it, too. He did. Michael did, like, a, a Christian Mike? movie. Yeah, he does weird... Like Hallmark Christian yes, movies. Yes. Does he like, really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch them. They're probably top notch. Why like, would you? No. <laughs> top no. I support my boy. Yeah, me too. But I'm not watching your fucking B-movie. Imagine he sells in the budget. movie. If he, he falls won, down the side of the stairs, he starts selling. You know what? If he was one one hundredth of the actor it's, that he is a wrestler. I got, I got my answer. It's The Last Dance starring Dennis Rodman. Okay. Or I mean, Arquette not... Scream with Arquette. There you go. Fuck. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Scream with Arquette. That's Nicky going. Kayfabe over here Why don't you just chess. say ready to rumble, you fucking idiot? Beyond the Mat. Jimmy King. Beyond the Mat's the saddest movie of all time. Stop it. That's worse than the Titanic. George the Animal Steel. I have a question. A it's... called, uh, called um... Fuck, help me, Nick. Um, he played the director. Johnny Depp played the director. Ed Wood. Ed Wood. Had George the Animal Steal. That was a good movie. 
You just mentioned like the saddest movie ever to me, Beyond the Map. I think the saddest moment in a movie I think I've ever seen is Harry Mick... Funk getting out of bed. No, Mick Foley's kids watching him get his head fucking splinted. Jesus. You man. could compare that to the Titanic going down when the fucking band's playing. You yeah, can just see his know, wife. I don't know if you can compare it to that, but not his finest moment. We'll, at we'll move on to uh, Maddie Shems from <laughs> Hollywood, Florida, asking if the NWO killed WCW. That's a good question. It's a good question, and you have to go in very specifically. So I will say this: the NWO saved WCW to start. Right. It was the hottest angle. Right. What killed it was Hulk Hogan never getting pinned clean. We could say that's a big contributor. You could say the 18 divisions of the NWO, the LWO, the fucking Japan NWO. The BWO. The only successful, I would measure, side NWO was the Wolfpack. And once they brought them back together, that just should have been it. You should have just stayed the NWO. It went on too long. Entirely. It just went on too long. It should have ended the night sting beat Hogan, should have beat them clean, Stinger Splash, fucking Scorpion Deathlock, Tap Out Clean, none of that fucking hodgepodge dog and pony shit where Bret Hart came out and he fucked the whole thing up. Should have just beat them clean, they should have wrote the NWO off and did something different. Hollywood Hogan... You could have brought them back at other times too, that was the other thing, they would yeah, lose a big match... Right. You but, break them up, you do the reunion once. These guys were breaking up and rejoining. and Week and to week. Everybody was part. The only person who was not part of the NWO was, was Sting. Flair. Well, and Sting. And then no, Sting, Sting became the Wolfpack. The Wolf they were all in NWO. The only one who wasn't was Flair. Yeah, you're right. I was the only one that stayed true. I know Arn Anderson. Love. <laughs> it was just an extension of Flair. I love yeah. the Wolfpack theme song. Oh, and that is one. one of the greatest yeah. wrestling theme musics ever. Wolfpack, Great. Right. That red and black face paint, top top notch. I actually, so I like the Wolfpack too, so it's hard to say that the NWO completely killed WCW. There's a lot of other factors. The NWO was involved with a lot of them. They booked a lot of their own shit, which goes back to what I said before about wrestlers booking their own stuff. What scares me is I saw Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash tank a company with the influence of one Vince Russo. NWO was the hottest thing WCW did. But they were also never able to move beyond it, move past it, or no. pivot from it. They constantly went back and relied on it. And when I saw Bret Hart and Scott Steiner and Kevin Nash and Jeff, Jeff Jarrett, Jarrett oh out, God, with a silver NWO logo, I'm like, did this? We have gone too many past, times. We have gone past the point of reason. We are in the land of the sick. I got one for you. If it never broke up from the original three and it never expanded. It, it probably would have been more successful long term. I thought it should have expanded. I, they, well, it could have expanded, but expanded right. too much. Once was, you had your own pay-per-view, which was a fucking flop and a half, we talked about it, it was all a gimmick. It peaked at Starcade. I think it was 97? Yeah, because they were around from 95. That's when it should have ended. Yeah. They took over the company. They got Bischoff. You could, they spread like a cancer, right? And they were taking over Insane. the whole company. It was going great. He should have just did a flat job to Brett, keep the outsiders together, have Hollywood Hogan branch off as his own heel. Yeah, bring he in could have Jimmy been. Hart. Why the fuck not? You know, they, nothing makes no. Or two leave Bischoff with him. Yeah, you could have gotten off of it, but they were scared. I don't think they knew what to do. They couldn't follow it. They couldn't and then, follow and the then end. you kept bringing guys back from the WWF, and that was original. And that seemed to be like the only continuity in this angle would be when they brought back a big 
shocking return. It was a WWF guy that they rebranded. Like, I just learned this. I never knew this. The Disciple was fucking Brutus the Barber Beefcake? Yeah. I had no idea. I only learned this recently. No. You sure about that? Yes. Exactly. The Disciple was Brutus. I was thinking of the Renegade. Right. That was a Wario ripoff. Yes. He died. But, uh... But, yeah, yeah, the more and more I think about it, like, it was just... I don't know. It was a good idea, just blood dry. To answer the question, <laughs> did the NWO kill WCW? Helping hand. That might... Yeah, that might be too strong to say, but certainly NWO presented a challenge to WCW that they could never quite get past. They should have just rebranded themselves as the fucking NWO at that point. <laughs> it was part of their logo. I know. It was a WCW NWO logo. There's a video as, game with it. Yeah, they went as far as they could with it. All right. And next up, Joe D from Honolulu asks, I wonder if he knows the Von Erics. What are some of you guys' favorite pay-per-views to Von watch? Von from Texas. No, well, now the only one left lives in yeah. Honolulu. Um, what are some of you guys' favorite pay-per-views to watch for a nostalgia mood? I saw this on Twitter earlier this week, and I thought I'd bring it up to you guys. So something that just brings you back to the good old days. For me, I said any Sean in your house pay-per-view from 1996. Mm -hmm. I said any No Way Out from about 2002 to 2005 puts me in a really good mood. King of the Ring, 1998. Kane. And that was my third one. Kane, was it? <laughs> yes. Kane versus Steve Austin in the main event, First Blood, Foley versus Taker in the Cell. Had everything. Yeah, that's a good one. That brings me back. I like to think of ones I've been to. Uh, I talked to you about this. We went. I went to the Bash. I think it was 08. Oh, we talked about this recently, yeah. and I was also there. Yeah. And uh, Cena, JBL, Edge, uh, and I believe he was he faced. Uh, was it Batista? I believe it was Batista. Yeah. That and he speared Alicia Fox. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that um, piece of shit Chris Jericho blinded Shawn blinded Michaels. Blinded Shawn Michaels in a great angle. When he came that out. was a great He angle. came back out he and said Shawn Michaels match. is never wrestling again. During the women's match. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That, was that so just funny. shows you the different spectrum. Right? Yeah. They actually interrupted a women's title match. For Jericho to cut a promo on Sean. a different spectrum. They had fucking R-Truth interrupt the Women's Rumble this well, year. Well, Cena ran out there after Charlotte was celebrating with Taker. When he yeah, that's Taker. true. They put them on the back burner more than um, we think. I did love TLC recently. Um, the Shield's first match. Okay. That's a good one. TLC, yeah. Barclays. That absolutely. was... That match was really fucking good. Kayfabe, you're not saying the one that I think I thought would have been your first answer. Well, SummerSlam 98. SummerSlam 98. Yeah, I've, I've talked about it too much, so I don't want to keep rehashing that. Ah, it's your favorite. Go I ahead. I haven't rewatched that show since, though, so I might have to go back to that. I have a fair warning. The main event is not as good as you remember it. But I, I told I was the only person in MSG with an Undertaker sign, and I kid you not. But that was the mystery. to God. I was... That was they. That was the highway to hell for you. Yeah, yeah. They built that fucking great. That was that was just, bro. That was when everything was firing. I had loosely. I had a loosely paper, and it said Undertaker, and I was the only one cheering for him. I'm sure the you couldn't get fucking that. oak tag. You cheap fuck. You were even cheap when you were a little kid. Isn't it, I was up in the two hundreds. I don't consider this nostalgia because I was you know like very late into my wrestling fandom. Go back and watch WrestleMania nineteen, Angle. Lesnar, Austin, Rock, Hunter, Booker, Taker, Sean, Jericho, 
Hogan, Vince. It's a fucking card, bro. I've it's a fucking card. You're going to yell at me. I've never seen that that mania. That's the only mania right, I've not watched. <laughs> that was aggressive. Uh, yeah, so that was actually when I took my break from wrestling, and I've never sat down and watched WrestleMania 19. I've heard great things. You didn't take a break from wrestling. Wrestling took a break from you, motherfucker. That's right. not going to watch WrestleMania 19, Hogan versus Vince. Fucking Vince coming off the top with a fucking leg drop to a table. Jesus Bleeding Christ. like a sib. Austin Rock 3. Sean Spurs Mania back. Angle versus Lesnar in the main. I know. Booker T doing the fucking J-O-B in a big way. Bro, it was a tremendous mania. Well, now, I will watch it this year. I yes. Think I made a promise. get to it. So, Joe, D- Joe D, also from Honolulu, asks, New Japan Wrestling has all of these month-long tournaments like World Tag League, G1. Could the WWE pull this off, or are they too reliant on one-night events to set up contenders, a la the Rumble, the Money in the Bank? So, yeah, obviously they could pull off anything they want to do. They have that kind of uh, power, right? They decided they wanted to run a tournament on the network once a week and put top guys in it. It'll draw. That's not a question if. question is, would they? I think there's a reason why they don't do tournaments. I believe we've actually spoken about this on this show. Vince doesn't like tournaments because guys could get hurt. There's that side of it. I think a, a spread out tournament, though, like what he's actually referencing to here, how come they can't do a King of the Ring? The Why King of the Ring? I don't do? think it will well, have the same effect as it. They, well, because they give it to guys like Baron Corbin and... And, and, and you have them win it in two weeks. And they don't do anything yeah, with it. They First get off, a, they get a fucking crown. Hold on a second. Around. I can tell you what lost King of the Ring's momentum. It's when it stopped being a fucking pay-per-view and you put it on Raw. And it lost all significance. King Brock of the Lesnar Ring was the last big King of the Ring. Yes, and King of the Ring had significance then because it was his own fucking and they event. All, they'll book all mid carders in it now and then. Right, the King yeah. of the Ring should have guaranteed you a title shot. That would have obviously fixed this problem because then you're making a main did, event. Sometimes as, it didn't. Right, it had which no is kind consistency. of right. Royal Rumble, you knew someone was either walking out with the belt or going to challenge for the belt. I think that's the key word here: consistency. If you constantly had King of the Ring winners that went on to do great things, right? then you have something. Well, in retrospect, you did. Edge at the time, no, but he did. Yeah? How was Billy Gunn? That's The Rock's fault. <laughs> and you know why it's The Rock's fault. Man won King of the Ring. Next night, God talks I, to him. I, I could argue The Rock brought down the entire tournament. Done. He ruined it. Another thing, Dwayne. He destroyed a Rumble, and he destroyed a King of the Ring. Just because he could. He destroyed countless fucking careers. It's a selfish man, but I think it could work, and I think if you booked it right, it could be so serious. You could do something good. Not only does WWE not have consistency, it doesn't have patience. They don't have the patience to book things in advance and to really drag things out and commit to two week-long tournaments. They just don't have the patience. I just had another thought, though, because we were speaking about King of the Ring just now, and I don't know when we'll be able to again. Queen of the Ring. It's coming. Uh, yeah, that's a given, right? Here's the issue with King of the Ring, and I think no one talks about it. What's the biggest moment from King of the Ring that you remember? It has to be Austin. Uh, you're wrong. Itself? No, the pay-per-view. Foley. Exactly. The biggest moment you ever remember from the King of the Ring pay-per-view is Foley going off the south. Mm. Yeah, but that's the pay-per-view. The you wouldn't. Itself, how many Royal Rumbles do you remember not for the Rumble? Um, 
Cactus Jack versus Hunter. I mean, I, I get your point. I yeah, definitely yeah. get your point. That's the problem. But That's definitely an issue when we're talking about that. The King of the that. Ring has done a lot to help the careers of guys like Austin. Triple H won it. Brock won it. Yeah. Angle. Oh, I'm not diminishing it at all. Brett won it twice. I think it does a lot. But once you put that crown on your head and you come out and you call yourself the king, you're done. You look stupid. You're done. The last time that worked for Sheamus. Booker T did it. No. Oh, Booker T killed it as King Booker. That's true. Fucking Possum King just did it. He's still doing it. Sheamus did it. Sheamus wasn't that bad. Regal did it. Again, Regal wasn't a bad one either. I didn't hate it. It worked with Regal. Again, reasons. but why is this not a pay-per-view? You could do fucking this bullshit fast lane or whatever the fuck it's called, roadblock it used to be. Why can we not have a King of the Ring why pay-per-view? Why not have the King of the Ring want to go to SummerSlam? How difficult is right this? fucking there, How people. difficult? And you make you a have pay- something to build toward. No, you make a pay-per-view called Great Balls of Fire instead. Come on. That get it together. That was Joe versus Brock, right? I know. And yeah. it, again, another disappointment, but... I guess it was in Tennessee. Yeah. And our... We have one more here. James in Jersey asks, and this is, I guess, related to our last question. Our fan base thinks like us, which means we all think alike. Mm-hmm. Should the WWE book more rumbles, gauntlets, and chambers to build new stars that need the gimmick match booking to push them to the main title picture? And who would you have booked to win said matches? I think there's a two-part question here. The first part of it is, if you continue to use this, go down the well to one too many times, it gets old, it gets uncreative. Whatever happened to a guy just winning a bunch of matches in a row? I think you brought that up a bunch of times, PJ. Where instead of organically just pushing a guy by being better than everybody else, they do stupid, finicky bullshit. There is a place for gimmick matches, though. And they can absolutely make somebody. The fact that there was two elimination chambers yesterday. Sunday, I should say. And the winners of each was flat on their back looking at the lights by the end of the show. Yeah, they didn't do any favors there. I don't think a six-man match does a lot of favors for anybody. Whoa! You may get one. Well, let me finish. <laughs> you may get one guy over. Wow! But then that's going to be at the expense of five other guys. You know what gets someone over? Big time singles matches, winning in a row. Here comes Brock. He beats one guy. He beats two guys. He beats two guys at a time. He beats three guys. Now he's in the ring with Taker and he wins. He beats the Hardys. Put a guy in the have him beat people flat clean. I'd argue less gimmicks the better is what I would argue. By counter to your six-man argument, though, would you not argue that the six-man Hell in a Cell that Kurt Angle won where he beat The Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, you name it, Taker... I think that made him. Exactly. And it, my, I think what our friend James here is trying to say that if it's used correctly, you can easily make a star. And the fact that they don't use that opportunity, they should either use more of them or figure out a way to bring it back. King of the Ring is a perfect way to bring it Kurt back. Kurt Angle beat... Four megastars. And a Hall of Famer. And one reasonably... He's a Hall of Famer. Rikishi's a star. I mean, I'm not going to say he's not. There was a time when... Wait a second. PJ, we watched Royal Rumble 2000 a couple weeks ago in celebration of Royal Rumble season. You remember the pop that man got. He was over. Viscera got a big pop, too. I mean, when everything's (laughs) over, everything's over. That's true. So, Kurt Angle was beating top guys in a match. I'm not sure it's the same thing as... Drew McIntyre beating the Possum King. Well, and Kofi did it too. Kofi, yeah. Kofi's chamber run made him. No, the gauntlet run. Oh, the gauntlet run. Yeah, you're right. The gauntlet run made him, and then the chamber run made him 
when he lost to Brian in a bullshit way, and then it gave him the, the storyline to go to Mania. It's a sad state of affairs when the only way to get people over is by having them beat multiple people. That means that one person on their own doesn't have the credibility. You're right. When someone pins Stone Cold, guess what? The big star. <laughs> that's it. A big thing. And that's why not many people pinned him. Correct. But that's also 50-50 bucking, I guess, could be a victim of that. But Very true. Who would you have to win said matches? So I guess this is a little bit of fantasy booking. The first person I put to have not even... I don't even want him to what win. What is he asking? Who's the next star like? Like, who would you book in one of these gauntlets or... Murphy. That's exactly who I was going to say. Easy. That is a guy, if you put him in an elimination chamber, you let him start that elimination chamber, he is going to wow you from the first person he eliminates to the last person He's he so loses good. to. He's he so doesn't good. even have to win it. But it would give him enough credibility. Remember how Sheamus got over? He put John Cena through a table. Yeah. Very simple. Beat one guy. Shocked I mean, the world. Was, yeah, it was, it was shocking. And I don't know if it did him. Well, huge. Owens did the same thing. Owens beat him flat. Well, Owens beat him flat. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think, and, I think and, John Cena was more. probably the last credible star you have because Roman Reigns did too many J-O-Bs. I think a gauntlet would benefit Ricochet also. Think about this, though. A couple years ago, if someone pinned Roman Reigns, would you even look twice? It happened a few times. What about if he gets pinned now? Yeah. It's the difference in caliber of star. I don't think he can get pinned by Edge. I don't think that does anything. Well, we can't talk about that enough. That should not happen. I mean, but again, you build certain guys right. Roman's built right now. We need to get more guys on that level. It's the same thing like Lesnar. The problem with Lesnar is he's only lost to main event guys since he's been back. He hasn't lost to anyone besides probably Drew that needed to get that rub. Yeah, and I don't know how much of that is backstage And I don't shit. know if even Drew was needed it. I mean, who did he lose to? Well, Drew Hunter, was made after the Rumble as far as I was Hunter, concerned. Hunter, Cena, Goldberg, Drew. Taker. Taker. And, he uh, beat Styles and he beat Brian. That's the only other thing, too. I can think of that were close. Uh, God, there's one more. Reigns. Mm. Rollins. That's probably those seven. I think that's it. I don't know. If and look at the caliber of star you're exactly. talking about. All but stars. that's again, you need to book guys right. You can't have shit. Uh, Cesaro every week if for Cesaro six months losing. That would be something. That's a fucking booked match, kayfabe. That's, Send that one into fucking Stamford. Look how quick they were able to restore a little bit of credibility to Cesaro. I think I already said this on the show. Imagine if they had done a month worth of booking or two months or six months well, look what it did for reigns frank they know how to build guys they know how to do it they choose not to do it and i don't fucking understand why why can't you get a guy over why can't you just have someone go out there and fucking win matches why is it got to be 50 50 why because does it have to be this way i think the problem is now they're not interested in having multiple stars i think they're interested in having two guys at the top and then everybody else that's asinine but that's the way they're booking it you have roman reigns and he's booked perfectly for himself mm-hmm. for the most part maybe 98 percent correctly right you know and drew mcintyre was booked correctly for a long time until you had him out coming out every week cutting the same promo same bullshit the same problem you actually had when you tried to put Roman Reigns in the same seat he was. I think one of the reasons they're having all of these interruptions to the Drew McIntyre era of the title is to prevent the kind of backlash that Roman Reigns got and that Cena got by beating everybody. Yeah. I think they're letting a little air out of the balloon every once in a while so that it don't fucking pop. And it's a smarter way to be, especially when, again, you're still working in front of a bunch of computer screens. That's the right. other thing you have to factor in all this. 
And that definitely affects people getting over. There was a time when you worked in a crowd and there was 40 people holding Cesaro signs because they could. The Cesaro section. Uh, right. And now... It also seems to me they resent guys when they get over. If you it get depends over how much, over you get, though. See Rusev. See Sandow. See Cesaro. This is what they do. Once you're over, they crush you. Why do they do that? It's, it's, a, it's a weird, weird thing. It's like they have to create every single thing that's in that ring. Or it's, it's nothing. It's void to them. They crush Ryback. They crush Zack Ryder. Why do they do that? I don't know if they crush Ryback. I think he... Ryback was a victim of himself. It was tough because Punk was such on a good run and, and Ryback was given to him too quick. But I that's think, also, but... yeah, that's again, you go back to why can't you stretch things out? You had Ryback win over like four months. Yeah. Unstoppable. Why'd you give him the title match so quickly? You yeah, couldn't have stupid. him win the Intercontinental belt. Yeah. The way they're booking Big E actually is very intelligent. He's going to go have an Intercontinental title run probably eight months. I'll call it now. He'll lose it at SummerSlam making somebody else relevant because of how much he's defending it, right? And now Big E could go up to the big time. I hope you're right. I said it before on the show. Take your time with Big E. Take your time. Don't the, rush it. You don't have to rush it with him. But there's other guys that when they came there, they booked right. Like AJ Styles was in a title match within four, four months of getting there. AJ Styles should be. He's on a limited clock. Let me tell you, if you want to look how you book a guy, look at Brock Lesnar. When he came in in 2002, he came in to beat the fuck out of Mark Henry, beat the fuck out of Al Snow, beat the fuck out of Maven. Then he beat the Hardys. Then he's in the ring with Taker. Then he beats The Rock. Is that natural progression. Like right. He and he almost first. beat Stone Cold on the way if Stone Cold didn't say, eh, eh. <laughs> I fucking knew it. He actually talked about that in the Sasha thing. Yeah, well, Stone Cold. Uh, he said, I did business wrong. Well, it, it was their stupidity, too. I agree with Austin's point of it. And Austin even says to this day he doesn't like how he handled it. But the fact that you were going to give that match on free TV is pure stupidity. Garbage. It was a garbage booking decision. But the fact of the matter is, if Steve Austin would have And it was a up, qualifying match for the King of the Ring, right. by the way. At that point, just put it on the fucking pay-per-view. You if, couldn't book it another way. If Austin would have <laughs> showed up and said, look, I'm not doing that. I'm here. I'll do something. But I'm not jobbing to fucking Lesnar. Because he's right. That was not the time for And it would have killed Stone Cold. No, they, didn't, they didn't recommend that he fight Triple H. <laughs> you're going to have fucking... You're gonna, you're gonna, he's going to get to Austin before he got to Triple H. He's going to get to Austin before he got to Taker. He's yeah. going to get to Austin before he got to The Rock. It was that nonsense. That was a big money match. Still could be huge fucking money. Yeah. That was bad booking by WWE, but a bad response... By Austin. And at a later date, maybe we can unpack the walkout. Because let me tell you, they never fucking recovered from Austin walking out. You're 100% right. But, ladies and gents, it's been a hell of a week. We don't have a WrestleMania rewind this week. But next week, we're coming in hot with one. Want to announce it now? Absolutely. Okay. You're going to see at the great debate, Nikki Kayfabe is under the delusion that Bray Wyatt versus John Cena... In that spectacle, I won't even dignify it to call it a match, last year at Mania, was something other than complete dog shit. <laughs> I believe it was simply complete dog shit. <laughs> and so next week, oh, Frank, you liked it at one point, you disliked it at one point, you're going to go in with a fresh set of eyes next week. I want you to go in cold. Reevaluate. Do I have to go in thing. sober or can I be stoned? 
I would not recommend... Well, if you're not stoned while you're watching it, you're going to get stoned midway through. It's going to feel like a fucking... Stoning. Oh, it's going to... Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So, we, like, we should pause it midway and then break it down. Break it down? Break it down. Okay, this is... this is. Do you hear that? He's When you say, well, you have to break it down... <laughs> That's the only this is like something you have to watch an accompanying video on YouTube to understand. And I don't like those kind no, no, of no, fucking no, no, shows. Stop it. I saw that match one time. And so you got everything and you needed. And this will be the second time. I, know I watched it twice. All the little in-jokes, all the little inside thing. I got them too. I get it. I see what they're doing. They're trying to be a little meta. It's nonsense. We're watching nonsense. This is a sport. Guy versus guy. But we'll talk about it on the We'll unpack okay. the whole thing. Okay. Go home. Think about it. I'll probably rewatch it, honestly. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no. no you no, wait no. till next week. Wait till next week, Nikki Kayfabe. He's gonna he's gonna come in with a fucking he's gonna look like Charlie Day when he's explaining the conspiracy. There'll <laughs> <laughs> be fucking eight thousand post-its on my wall with strings. <laughs> fuck you, Kayfabe. Imagine by the end of it we're like, fuck, this was the best match of all time. <laughs> <laughs> fucking <laughs> Savage Steamboat Who? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Frankie Babes, take us home. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to Ring Crew Radio. We appreciate you signing off. I am the high flyer, Frank Cliff. He is the dirtbag, Nikki K. Babes. <laughs> and the arbiter of fucking nothing, PJ Stackpole. Thank you, folks. Have a good one. <laughs>